Sorry about that everybody, I was late and uh, no Jed, I wasn't running down to get gin, I thought it was a bit early for that so I wasn't going to go to the shop and get any gin just yet for goodness sake. <laughs> I'm only joking, it's water guys and girls, don't panic. Sun's not over the yard arm yet but I'm hoping the missus will see if we're still on the show at midday, surely. Sun's over the yard arm by then. Bank holiday Monday, dilly dilly then we'll be able to get it going. But welcome, everybody, to uh, to this show. I know we were sort of hoping to do something to uh, to sort of in line with the fact that we should be at the race circuit today. It should be May Day Madness and uh, loving our fix of the racing. Probably still, yeah, 11 o'clock. We'd still be qualifying at the moment and loving every second of that. But welcome, everybody. Uh, almost too many of you to actually say hi to, so just hey to everyone. I do have my uh, partner in crime back for this, episode 18. Bring him in. Mr. Davis, welcome Hello. back to the show, mate. <laughs> How are we doing? Well, you know, I'm pleased that we, you know, we got you out of bed for this one then, did we? Yeah, no, no, it's, it's um, you yeah, know, you've done a sterling job, Chris, the last few weeks, thank you, um, you know, covering for us all. But, uh, yeah, no, it's been pretty busy, actually. It's been pretty hectic, um, work-wise and... Uh, and personal stuff as well so i think yeah it's, everything's starting to pick up now isn't it it's all hence you know trying to get the show today with, with a lot of unknown hence doing this yeah. to sort of like try to give you a bit of information apologies i was late it was my internet suddenly died at the uh, right at the point i was about to press live and I had to do a reboot so sorry everybody about that tom before we uh, introduce our uh, our guests for this to, to sort of have this forum is that an interesting t-shirt you got on there mate they're Love available it. in our shop look at that hey has an order by me. I would offer to give this one away, but I don't think I think the only thing you could do after I've worn something is burn it, probably. But um, but yeah, no, it's, they're available in our shop. Um, yeah, so go in there. And, and why I, I am hidden under Dave Rogers. Why is Tom hidden under the stairs? Best place for me, like a troll. And I think yeah, it's uh, <laughs> finally cracked. Finally cracked the internet problem. I've plugged it into the into the. Uh, you know, in, in, directly into the box, but um, what you mean the thing that we you you and Sam were advising me to do as well? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. But that does mean I am under the stairs. But uh, like, like I said, some people would probably suggest that's the best place for me. But. Well, I like the fact that we've even got the likes of uh, uh, I think it was Dave Vass was the first one that said it. Said hello, stranger. Oh, he's been missing me. People are missing me. I was quite surprised when I was watching them. I have been watching them all. And I was quite surprised. I thought I might have just been, you know, a, a forgotten memory. But it was lovely to have people ask how and where I was. So thank you very much. And uh, just all a bit busy with the Davis Davis family. And uh, yeah, and, and, and getting this hopefully, getting you know, hopefully getting everything up and running for the, for the coming weeks, which is exciting, yeah, you, Chris. You, I mean, it, exciting. But I know that uh, in your role as, uh, I was trying to remember this the other day. Are you marketing director or sales and marketing director? So I'm a, I'm a director of the circuit, um, uh, so my official title is sales and marketing um, across the group. But with a small, as you know, with a small business, um, yeah, we cross work across everything. So I help of out course. with the racing. I'm not on the board like you with the racing club or Steven. I just advise and help where I can with that. Um, but yeah, you're, yeah, I do do whatever and ever really, <laughs> I guess. 
which, uh, you know, is an awful lot because there's a lot of uh, messages to start getting out there. And uh, nice to see Sam Preston as well. Of course, he's uh, he's flat out media and flat out with us as well. And uh, and he's just posted on behalf of Castle Coombe Circuit. If you like that T-shirt, the link's there. I feel like I've turned into a corporate whore now, but it's worth doing. Because <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, great definitely. T-shirts. Yeah, they are great T-shirts, yeah. So nice you've day. been busy from the sales and marketing perspective. Oh, yes. Um, and and today you're kind of uh, as well as being my stooge, you're kind of uh, or am I, no, I'm your stooge. I think it's that way round, isn't it? But um, is that you're going to sort of have uh, the, the 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 Castle Coombe circuits head on as part of the the forum? Well, yeah, I think this is the point, isn't it? And I think the only problem. So what people got to understand is that the circuit is 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 owned and it's its own entity, its own limited company, yep. and its own thing. And we run then various other different arms to that. So we have our track days and experiences, uh, vouchers, all the other things that we do. And then the racing club is a completely separate motorsport UK regulated uh, club. And that's completely separate to, um, to to the circuit. So there's a crossover. So so our direct, some of our directors are obviously directors of that as well. But they're two completely separate businesses, two completely separate entities. And I think Stephen Stephen probably explained better than I can, but it's you know it's managed and run by Motorsport UK. They they permit the events. They have a set of rules and regulations. So basically, effectively, the club then run the championships and hire the circuit um, effectively from us. They hire it to yeah. themselves. So we supply things like the the fixtures and fittings, and they then supply the race meeting, the safety, and everything else. So they have to, they the licenses are effectively in the club's name. And they manage that and they have to tick all the boxes. So I think what confuses some people is is that it's not the case of the circuit not wanting to do something or the club not wanting to do something. It's what we can and can't do. So because it's a permitted activity, and Steve will probably explain this better than I can, because it's a permitted activity and most sport UK are offering the permit to the racing club to, to, um, to run. And that permit obviously comes with a lot of caveats at the moment. Uh, lots of rules and regulations, like any like any other don't get me wrong, like any other time that we that, you know that we we race there. But this more so, obviously, has changed because of the, the you know the the um, the situation with the coronavirus uh, COVID nineteen that we're currently in. So I think absolutely, and, and, that's and just kind of where we're at. And just to make it absolutely clear, the reason if anybody gets confused about it is it means that the racing club is able to focus on the 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 racing, the 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 events our own championships without having to think about the running of the circuit and and all of this the circuit then is able to run uh, you know lease out the circuit maintain improve whatever it might be on the circuit itself and and the and spectators all of that side of thing and doesn't have to think about running the race meetings and mm. only the race meetings because it does run the action days and things like that yeah 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 and it means that therefore you've got two distinct not just efforts, but priorities. Then there is the crossover that some members are on both boards, so that you've got exactly. the, the you know the, the the interest going across the two, and it, it just makes sense. I've understood that more from when I was invited just over a year ago, I think it was, mm. to join mm. the racing club uh, uh, board, which of course was was a huge huge honour, um, and and I learned had to learn very quickly mm. to understand the difference because it does feel odd to start yeah. with, but it all makes sense. Yeah, so the club, I believe it was 2006 when it was started, because I think before that, people probably remember it was sort of the BRSCC running a lot of the uh, meets and things like that. And I think, you know, Howard um, and um, Adrian back in the day, you know, had this idea that, you know, they'd be this sort of captains of their own destiny, really. And that's what they did. And they set up, you know, with the, their own championships and their own club. And, and you yeah, know, that then has given, obviously, Steve 
Um, it's come in the last few years and it's given us lots of opportunity to, you know, to talk and get in other series and, you know, and do lots of different things and try different things and run our own successful series. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's, that's kind of been the good part of it. Um, yeah, and we have to obviously all work together. So I think you should get the others in because I can see the questions are starting to come in. Chris, they so. are, but it's fine. <laughs> We're going to do it one at a time so we make sure everybody understands everybody's angle on this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Tom is, you know, uh, primarily he's going to be with the, the Castle Coombe circuit thinking. I'm going to invite in uh, Richard because he's been on so we don't need to do as much of, a, of an intro for him. Hi, Richard. Uh, Marshall's morning. secretary. Yes, indeed. Indeed. So your focus is uh, is is thinking everything about the, the the mighty orange army and everything related with that. Then, when we discuss and everything today, yeah, absolutely coordinating everybody's responsibilities on the day, the roles, the numbers, and uh, just making sure we all have a great day out, but also we play fairly and uh, safely. Absolutely. So now that we've explained your role, I'm going to say it nicer now. How are you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Very well, thank you. Yes, indeed. Still shaking off the ceiling, uh, kitchen ceiling, I think, <laughs> yesterday. So uh, it's not dandruff, it's uh, large lumps of plasterboard, but never mind. And Jackie, you're welcome that this lockdown got him down to, to actually do that kitchen at last, we know. <laughs> yes, indeed. Wouldn't necessarily get finished, but it, it's progressing. Yeah, absolutely. So let's bring in, uh, uh, last but by absolutely no means least, our fourth guest um, from the angle of competition side. It is the competition secretary, Steve Weston. Hello, Steve. Good morning, gents. How are we? How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, good. Yeah, living the dream. So <laughs> if you... <laughs> yeah, sound more enthused while I'm speaking to you, were you? <laughs> but steve give us a sort of a quick snapshot as you've heard we've been doing while you're in the green room there is that uh, of what your role and and priorities are um so my role is competitions director which means i basically populate the race days so it's up to me to get people to come and come and race so our guys obviously with the home championships but also the outside clubs and and people like that to come and come and race with us so basically my uh my remit and then as with most people in most clubs, lots of other different little bits uh, here and there. I'm also a clerk of the course, so race days are, you know, sometimes I'm in race control, sometimes I'm not. Depends what what um, availability we got with the other guys uh, who can do the duties in race control. If we've got other people, I always find it easier not to be in race control, so that I can try and speak to some of our drivers and and you know make sure they're happy really and they keep coming back. Plus, you just get abuse from the commentator the other side of the glass to you, don't you, if you're in race I control? I get abuse from everybody anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's not true, Steve. Or, uh, that's not true. I've never, ever shouted at you once. It comes with a job. I've got broad shoulders. It's not a problem. <laughs> Although, Roly Hamblin saying you're looking younger. Yeah. yeah, that's a haircut. It's a COVID yeah. cut, isn't it? So, yeah, COVID cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we did discuss this with Tom. You know, I think there's some charity money coming if he shaves all his hair off. Sure oh I'm yeah. yeah i like that I'm like, I'm like samson i'd lose all my powers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right so uh welcome everybody to this so this is the forum so we've got uh myself that is largely the host of this show but i obviously do still have the uh, you know i am a fan uh and and i want to be working as a commentator at the circuit so i've got that side you've got tom with uh the priority being carsacoom circuit You've got Steve Weston from the, the uh, yes, the race control, as you say, but if, uh, probably most of what we're going to be talking about is the competition side. 
with the health and safety bridging over with uh, Richard, obviously both the health and safety uh, and that of the racers, but also of the mighty Orange Army themselves as well, to be fair. So that's the thing. Uh, by the way, Tom, my wife just said you look more like Rapunzel, actually. <laughs> you'd be oh sorry you'd be no not not look you'd be more like Rapunzel you'd lose the powers if you lost your hair like Rapunzel. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I got I got the interpretation wrong. Sorry, or mate. I should, or I should be locked in a tower. Is that what she means? Yeah. <laughs> right. So as it stands at the moment, uh, for those of you who may not have seen it, is that there has been launched a provisional, and you have to understand this is absolutely provisional as it stands at the moment. Um, schedule for the rest of the year. And I've actually realised that I haven't bought that with me that's got the rest. But the important one I do know is that 4th of July is the plan for start time. Now, the big thing I will turn around and make sure everybody is aware is that we can't suddenly on the 1st of July turn around and go, oh, right, it does look like we can run a, a race meet. Right, let's get that sorted. Absolutely not. Even a month isn't really sufficient time, but we can run with something like that. But we could pull a plug if it's not possible. So therefore, everything that we're talking about today is about scheduling that it can happen and wait and see. Is, is that a fair uh, way of, of summing it up, Steve? I think it is, yeah. I mean, hopefully most people have seen the guidance. And if they haven't, we can talk through a lot of it today. Um, there's a lot of bridges to be crossed. And every element of the day, from the time people come through the gate to the time they leave, um, has to be, you know, compliant with government regulations and Motorsport UK regulations. As you, you mentioned earlier, we are governed by Motorsport UK. So the guidance they've sent out is telling us what we can and cannot do. Some of it is a bit vague, but then that may work in our favor. Um, so, you know, obviously we have to work towards getting racing started at some stage, whenever that may be. And if, if it's possible to run a race day on 4th of July, we will do. Um, like I said, there's still a lot of bridges and I've been, you know, it's, I'm trying not to be negative all the time, but I'm seeing the list that's as long as whatever that of things we need to do. And, you know, already seeing a few questions pop up on the side of the screen there. You know, everybody's got their own angle. What about me as a marshal? What about me as an official? What about me as a driver? What about me as a spectator? And we have to make sure that everybody's health is priority and everybody's safety is priority. We cannot be seen to do anything else. And, and, and I want to make this absolutely clear. So everybody understands, you know, if there's something that you're not necessarily agreeing with or don't you see, please um, realise that this is not Castle Coombe Racing Club or Castle Coombe Circuit doing this. This is we have to follow the letters of the law with Motorsport UK, who are learning on the job like our own government, to be fair to them. And equally, and I'll put this out there so that it's known straight away, is that Steve has a meeting. Is it just you going or you as well, Richard? I think it's just you, no, no, Steve. It's, a, it's a, a virtual meeting on Tuesday, hopefully. <laughs> Fine. With Motorsport UK, because it needs to be understood, this is not about square peg, square hole. And they get it because they've got a set, a, a set of rules, but there are some that might differ between, you know, you think Castlecombe is very different to, say, Silverstone, for example. And all these things need to be taken into account. Yeah. So... <clears throat> That, that's the caveat we've got, isn't it? That you're meeting with them tomorrow. Yeah, hopefully tomorrow or Wednesday at the latest. Um, it's with John Ryan, the safety delegate from Motorsport UK. He's already contacted him with our concerns, basically, about mainly marshalling. Because um, they're telling us, you know, a post chief and a flag marshal on each post. Well, 
for us at Castle Keem and probably a lot of circuits, that doesn't work because the flag marshals at Quarry, for example, are not on the post. So we need to look at numbers. I mean, the Motorsport UK just asked for adequate numbers and always have done in the blue book, which again is, you know, their way of saying you sort it out. Um, what is adequate numbers of marshals? I mean, Richard probably could give you a list of, you know, numbers, but is that adequate? We always like to make sure that we've got more than enough at Kazakum and we are fortunate in the numbers that we get. Um, but, you know, we feel the safety would be compromised if we only had a post chief and a flag marshal on each post. We can't, um, you know, they're asking us in the, the guidance to, for the post chief to see the driver giving them a thumbs up, if he's okay, you know, self-explicate, get over the barrier, we can carry on. But if we've got a car in the tires at, uh, at Quarry and the post chief's at post four, can't see the driver, then we would have to send a rescue unit or a doctor to that incident and probably stop the race. So, you know, we're, we're learning on, on, we will be learning on the 4th of July if we run and every, you know, from the time we start, everything will be new to us because we've never had to run with this, this guidance before. I so think that's the thing is now, we were chatting yesterday and I, you know, I said the blue book is something <laughs> that gets flung out. I mean, I've been, I'm, I'm no expert on it at all. And, and I've been around when drivers and other people and officials, I mean, the blue book is something that there is full of a million and one bits of guidance, isn't it? In varying other formats. I think people, you know, and that's what I learned yesterday is that we, you know, we run race days on guidance already. Um, and we've got a lot of our own systems at Coombe, haven't we? We've got a lot of our own things that, and we talked about when Richard was on, that we've put in, we'll say we, yeah, collectively, but, you know, that you guys have put in that other circuits don't necessarily do. And some of that is a Coombeism, isn't it? We call it a Coombeism because, like you say, it's completely, completely unique. But then other things are, is because of your experience, you know what I mean? You know, Rich and Steve, they're going around the countryside, marshalling and working on their events. You've picked up and learned things. And that's a whole team, you know, it's not just, just both people, a whole team. So I think that's important to remember as well, isn't it? But fundamentally, Motorsport UK have, have got the blue book and how to run a race day, haven't they? And then you guys run a race day with that guidance. But now what we've now got, and I think people need to remember is COVID-19 is a huge, huge thing. So they've rewritten some guidance and said this is what we think we can do. It's not changing the it's not changing the racing, it's not changing the fundamentals. It's just saying you need to be aware and we need you know if we're licensing this and ultimately that means the insurance and the safety and everything else if there's an issue motorsport uk are going to be liable in some way shape form or another and then we're all liable one way shape form or another as well so i think you need to understand just to start with yeah i think we you know it, it is guidance and you know we need to follow it but at the end of the day we can't go against that guidance we need to no. follow it as closely as we can so you know, quite right, it's only a guide, but we, if we're seen to be doing something against that guidance straight away, then either the club or whatever is going to be liable. And as we all know, yeah. everybody wants a piece of us. So, and you know, and just be very careful what we do. And, and on that note is that I've noticed that Jed Doyle had put the, put the comment of, of exactly as you say there, Steve, guidance is what it is, a guide. You can make of it what you can, but w with a bit of common sense, Coombe will prevail as always. Now, first of all, thank you for the uh, compliment to the, uh, to, to the likes of Steve and Richard and everyone else that has to be uh, making these decisions. However, the unique thing from this, as I see it, is that, yes, there's guidance. Do your challenges that that includes interpretation. However, that does include rules that says... It's no longer just interpreting 
adequate marshals there is also a limit because of the fact that we need to keep the distances and etc so yep. you've got a guidance that way and a limit yep. that way that suddenly says well somewhere in there we've got to find the happy medium hence your conversation tuesday or wednesday with yep. motorsport uk and the, the overriding guidance is obviously coming from the government not from motorsport uk so absolutely you know if, if they're saying it's changing every day and as you said earlier, we could get to the fourth. I, I spoke to um, Marcus from the cafe on Thursday, and obviously the way he changes is going to have to change. The cafe won't be open; it will be out, outdoor and two meter distancing, and so on and so forth. But that may change on the fourth of July, which is when they're going to announce what we can do. You know, phase two, three, whatever we are in the lockdown. If it changes on the morning of the fourth of July or in the afternoon, he's not likely to suddenly open the cafe. We need to plan worst case scenario now, and if when we get to July and it changes, we can then do something different in August. So we need to plan for worst case scenario at the moment in every aspect of what we do. And that's the way it's got to be. You can't change that. The government, you know, the guidance, for example, about um, the drivers just having one mechanic or one other, so a driver plus one, that's not stated in the, the guidance. It says, you know, reducing numbers. Well, if we let a driver and plus one in through the gate. If we have 100 drivers, that's 200 people. If we let them have plus two, that's 300 people. That is a big difference of reducing the numbers or limiting the numbers, which is what is in the guidance. And it's very, very difficult to say to somebody, well, you can't come because, but every aspect of what we do, Richard included, is we've already got a list whereby we need to reduce the number of marshals because it just means more people on site. And more people on site means more possible problems with, you know, transfer of, of the, the virus. So, you know, it's not, like you said earlier, it's not us being mean or, you know, pig-headed or whatever. We don't want to upset anybody. And if the guidance changes before we get to that day, then we may be able to suddenly say, yes, you can bring two or three people. The problem is they are saying no spectators. So if somebody comes with a driver... There, there will and shouldn't be anywhere for them to spectate because all the spectators will have to be closed mm. so that we can have it secured. We discussed it again on Thursday. If, if the event is going on, people will try and park on the road and jump the fence. Well, if we've got anybody up that's stood up at quarry watching the race, we know they've probably jumped the fence because mm. we won't be allowing anybody to wander around the circuit. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. And and I think that's the thing, isn't it? My point is, is, is it's a Motorsport UK permit, isn't it? It's a license that they're giving us. And you, know, you on the day, there's that, there's a, ch there'll be a chap from Motorsport UK representing them. This will, I think, be, you know, we need to understand. And if he sees something and he says, "Hang on a second, you aren't adhering to, you've let people in, or you haven't done this, or you haven't done that," and he decides that that race can't go ahead, then we're, in, you know, or then feeds mm. back and says, "Do you know what? Kim are doing loads of things they shouldn't be doing. Mm. What? How do we then move forward?" That's the problem, you know, if, if we're, we're obviously, <laughs> the steward would normally be in race control, he won't be at this meeting, it'll probably be somewhere else. Um, if he's looking out the window, if we stick him in, you know, the Strawford Centre, for example, um, and he can see people stood on the bank at Camp Corner, he would be asking me, if I'm senior clerk, why are there people spectating at Camp Corner? Because it clearly says no spectators. Mm -hmm. So we need to be sure that we don't get to the day and the Motorsport UK steward says, I'm sorry, you can't race because you have spectators. So it's all those sort of things that we need to check first and make sure it's in place before we get to the race day. And, you know, we are very well aware we're going to upset a lot of people um, because that's not what we'd like to do. 
and and guys everybody watching is that please bear in mind is that um and i'm going to say this sort of stepped away because of course i'm not actually employed by uh, the circuit in any shape or form i'm, I'm paid for what i do uh, as a freelance and so i'm going to say is that this is exactly as steve said is that there's going to be people unhappy it's not going to be what we want it's not going to be what we expect but none of nothing in our lives is at the moment with this crazy crazy pandemic that is just like nothing anybody's experienced <clears throat> stick together and, and try to make sure we get through it remember there's going to be people that could be watching that are just going to see if there's the slightest uh, um, not satisfying the rules and jumping on it and trying to sort of take advantage of that we have to be seen to be doing everything absolutely right we've got to be keeping you all safe and it, you know you might be doing your best but what if someone else is not sticking to the rules and jeopardizes you we've got to make sure that everybody is kept safe Let's quickly, and, and by the way, I'm conscious that everybody's making comments and questions uh, very quickly. Uh, and yes, I've seen Jake with the recovery and Russell Pointer Brown talking about medical, Rowley talking about safety, uh, rescue. We are going to get onto all of this as we can. There's an awful lot to cover. But if we go through the, the simple facts that are going to be impacting this, we talked about spectators. No spectators, sadly, as it stands at the moment. But bear with us, we are looking into the possibility of seeing if we can add audio commentary to TSL. At the very least, we might be able to have a camera up from the main commentary box just looking at camp or something on a Facebook Live. It's not going to be like a big production. We cannot afford to do that, as you can imagine. But we are looking at trying to make it that you can have something. It's closed because we can't guarantee people are apart. You're going to need to use the toilets and, you know, we'd have to be keeping them cleaned constantly and the rules strictly say no spectators no matter what that us the circuit want to do it's not allowed as it stands at the moment however yesterday the news was saying that boris johnson plans to ease restrictions on open air activities including national trust parks expected to open so it's constantly evolving we just don't know where it's going to go next we've got to plan for it as it is now so no spectators no camping in the paddock overnight, sadly. So you literally will arrive in the morning, have the race day, and, and then go. There is no camping. Remember, we all have to sleep in our in our own houses. Um, unless you're uh, Cummings, of course, but we won't go into that. I know, unless you're political. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, you, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, and this is that it's the driver plus one. That's yeah, that it. Would be, that would be it. At, at the moment, I mean... You touched on the toilet issue. I mean, this is part of the thing with no spectators and reducing numbers. You know, we would need to, my understanding is we would need to disinfect the toilets every hour. Now, if we've got 200 people there, that's going to be a challenge. If we've got 300 people there, it's going to be even more of a challenge. I mean, we're looking at having people as a job cleaning the toilets, not having very many toilets open. If we let spectators in, it's more issues. The same with overnight camping. You can't, you know, we would have to employ somebody to be there all night to clean the toilets to make sure they're they're disinfected and, and people are safe. Think, from and the thing is, sub, this is what this is the we're going off subject because the bottom line is is you need to look at the racing element. This is what you know. This is I think people need to understand. Do people want to? Do we want to race on the circuit? That's the bottom line. As I've always said this when on race days with you and everyone else. My responsibility is from you know from behind the arm co. You know, from the, this, you know, paddock side, the public areas and everything else. Yours is the black stuff, you know, the time and the drives and everything else. And I think this is where people need to understand is are we going to have, you know, we at the moment are working on trying to get racing to happen. 
That's the bottom line. You know, that's what it, you know, and unfortunately we're being dictated to, rightly or wrongly, like I said, things are evolving by Motorsport UK. But ultimately, whoever it is, if you go to BRSCC and RCF, their drivers want to come, our drivers, whoever, there is a set of rules, regulations currently that we have to we have to meet for them to be able to race. And that's that's the point. I could shut all the gates, we could do absolutely everything and say, whatever many cars, one car on grid or 500 cars on grid, but that's the point is that has to be managed by, you know, that's a license activity and has to be managed. All those other things, are, are, like Chris said, are evolving and changing all the time. And, you know, we will feed that back, you know, if the government to change something, and obviously we will feed that into yourself, Steve, and you'll feed that into Motorsport UK. And I'm sure we're not going to be the only circuit. But, um, you know, the, the other circuits, you know, you, you mentioned Silverstone earlier. You imagine how much more effort they're going to have to put in just to run a club race meeting. You know, the, the circuit's bigger, everything's you yeah. know, scaled up in size. So, you know, I wouldn't envy somebody trying to do exactly the same as I'm trying to do at Castle Key. You know, we, we desperately want to start racing. And, you know, that's what we're, we're actually talking about here is getting people, you know, into Castle Key to enjoy what they do. That's what we do. We're a race circuit. We want people to come racing. But we can only do that with all these limitations that, that are being put upon us by... Yeah you know the government and motorsport uk and yes we can you know look at it and hopefully this is part of the conversation tomorrow you know i think they will have to change the guidance because it, it it's covering every circuit and every circuit has its own issues Correct. um so you know um, we're not we're not going to be alone in this at all but everybody's going to have their unique way of looking at what they can do and how they can do it which yeah. is why it's so important for you to be having your feedback. I mean, we were chatting yesterday about, you say, the key one up at, at Quarry and someone comes off there uh, and the marshal can't go to see him. They need a thumbs up so there'll be rules for the drivers that... I know Russell Pointer-Brown uh, made a, a comment saying about it's not necessarily fair for the marshals to decide whether they are uh, OK, but this is where we need the interaction from a driver to say, you know, absolutely, I'm, I'm absolutely fine and they get out quickly and tuck themselves away or whatever... Otherwise, it has to be assumed the worst. That, that's the thing. It's going to be disjointed as it will be like, bang, we've got to stop. We've got to assume the worst until we know differently. So it's not putting the extra pressure there. But it's about making sure that the, the, the right views, the right uh, uh, get to it is going to be able to happen. So there is that at the moment. The marshals part is being looked at to make sure it can be done. Uh, 20 minutes between each race is necessary because there could be because there's a, you know a cost as well to the racing club PPE cov, uh, supply uh, for everybody that's helping out and if they suddenly uh, have to interact with somebody if they need to go to the toilet whatever it might be that's a complete change of things if they go to open a car door or something like that you know all these things that have got to be considered I mean Richard you could probably have a say on that part yeah, no, absolutely. The, the things you take for granted in the heat of the moment to go into somebody's aid, you know, have to kind of hesitate, think and plan what you need to do. And establishing visual contact will be number one. Whereas before you would wrench the door open and stick your head in the in towards the dryer to make sure they're okay. But no, just, just pause, just think and then plan what actions are really necessary. Obviously, the driver given a thumbs up, that will preempt a lot of potential issues and then we can relax and carry on racing until the end of the session and deal with it in an orderly manner so yes it's um it's gonna be it's gonna be a challenge but we're gonna make it happen it, it is thing, <clears throat> sorry the other thing is um the, the race day will start at nine o'clock 
because all the medical crew will have to be trained in how to correctly put on PPE. Um, some of the, our recovery um, rescue guys are not in the medical profession. Some are, um, and obviously have been trained. So our doctors generally, and a few of the rescue crew, but obviously a lot of them aren't involved in day-to-day in -day use of PPE. So our CMO, Sue Smith, has asked us to start the day at nine o'clock. So that gives her enough time to train everybody on how to put the PPE on, which apparently takes 20 minutes to do it correctly. Mm. And hence, like you mentioned, the 20 minute gap between every race. If we have an incident in every race, uh, or even if we don't, if they need to comfort break, they need to come back, take the PPE off. It takes 20 minutes to put it back on. So we can, re if, if we have enough personnel, we could bring the unit back, they could swap over. So the ones going onto the unit will have PPE on and the others can take a break. Same with an hour for lunch. It just gives everybody a chance to relax. The problem is, and you know, I don't know if many people have worn a face mask for any length of time, that alone is quite restricting. Well, they're gonna have to wear quite a high level of PPE in case they get called into action. So they will be next to the unit in full PPE. And if we get a day like today, for example, you know, we're asking people to stand there for 15 minutes, generally 15, 20 minutes whilst the race is going on in full PPE. And they may be called at any time to go and get involved with a driver. Well, you know, we need to make sure that they do get a break and they can rotate and they can take a comfort break and do what they need to do. And that's why the, the you know, the day will be completely different timetable wise from any other day we've ever had. And, and, you know, as my, my wife has, has messaged saying, face masks have to be changed after eating, drinking. If it's a sunny day, you can't have a drink uh, unless you replace your mask afterwards. You know, there's so many little nuances about this that is such a big challenge that needs to be catered for as much as possible. Hence, the bigger gap. Hence, that means that you're going down to, uh, as it stands for, for July the 4th, if it happens, that it will be just our local uh, championships and series, double headers for that. Uh, that also means that we're limiting that down to sort of four grids, in effect, that are taking up the paddock. But we still reckon that that's, I don't know, let's say there's 200 plus one each. Well, I mean, we could be up at 400 people that are there straight away. Uh, and, and, and Tom, you think possibly even more than that in reality. And so you've got all those considerations uh, to make. Um, we've also got things like scrutineering and sign-on is being done virtually or video or, or from a distance, electronically, all of those kind of things that are going to be chasing, uh, changing. Um, the medical centre, there's going to need to be like probably using something like the, the media centre as a triage centre. And then they get, they're transferred to the medical centre if they absolutely need to after the triage. Because if everybody was being triaged in the medical centre, that has to shut down for complete cleaning as soon as you finish with them. That, of course, could pose some kind of issue. So all of these things, are, you know, the effort that these guys that you see before you and, and the team around them are doing is, is amazing. What, uh, 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 someone asked a question, presumably face masks are going to be compulsory for pe anybody coming in. Is that going to be in place? I would imagine we'd have to look at something like that. I'm not sure, you know, it's not, it, you wouldn't necessarily wear one all the time at the moment. It's not government advice to wear one. Um, it's those sort of things we need to look at from, I, I would suggest that um, I believe the circuit are starting some track days shortly. They will be a bit of a test for us um, to see how they manage with, you know, reduced numbers, obviously, the government haven't set a figure on numbers yet. If they do set a figure on, you know, you can only have a gathering of 50 people or 100 people or whatever. 
that's going to impact everything we do. But, you know, if they say you can have a gathering of 100 people, but they all need to wear a face mask, then that's what we will need to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're looking at the moment of, of purchasing all the PPE that we will need. Um, and obviously, we don't want to take that away from NHS. So, you know, we're trying to get it sorted. But obviously, we need to be aware there is still a, you know, pandemic going on. So we need to be very careful what we're doing when we're purchasing stuff. Yeah, I think this is the thing, isn't it? We you know, we want to run even like today. We'd all be there today, and critically, you know, and we talked we've talked about this. Running a safe uh, meeting or an event, or whatever you want to call it, is is critical, isn't it? And it, it, you know, that's a number one. We don't want anyone to be hurt on 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 a normal day. No, it is, that's my bottom line. Is there's rules, there's recognition. We have, you know, you guys have seen many more instances than I have, and luckily, we've they've always been dealt with really well, massively well, uh, um, and you know, we've we've everything's been done. To the tea, isn't it? It's been great. You know, we've we've never, as far as I'm aware, I don't think we've ever had any massive issues where we've the most of the UK have called us up and said, or or um, or you know, or coroners or anything else. Have they? They've never, you know, there's never been anything that Castle Coombe has has done to to danger anybody. You know, in the race. And I think this is my point now. Is there's something else that we can't see that we we can all argue about. We've all got different opinions on it. I know lots of people got different opinions on it. But there is this unknown quantity, COVID nineteen, that is could may be spread around. We're not used to that. That's not part of racing, is it? It's not. It's, that's just nothing. That's not. It's, it wasn't part of life four or five months ago. Mm. Now we're including that into a regular, you know, into a risk assessment to a race meeting. We can't see it. It's, it's, it's not like we're writing down saying well, if a car gets on fire or a marshal trips over or whatever. You know, we, we, we can under, you know, we can understand that and we can. This is completely. Different. This is a game changer, isn't it? I think this is what people need to understand. It's a. There are no experts like we were talking about this the other day. Nobody knows, and, and and I think that's my concern is with it is, is like I said is that it's it's just an unknown quantity, and that you know we are trying to manage that for people, and we want people to be safe. I don't want anyone to go away from Coombe and not be well, and that's the last thing Motorsport UK want. Tom, building on from that, we the key point here is some people will be surprised that we're talking about going racing. Yes, Motorsport UK have issued guidance, etc. But we need to be doing this planning now. We need this time. We mm. need to learn. And if we can plan for a worst-case scenario and still have a successful race day, brilliant. If things are relaxed as we get near the time, well, hey, all the merrier. So, yeah, that's, that's why we're, we're going to these lengths now. Mm. We've got a long time to go. But we're going to make mm. sure we're ready. And, and the, the likelihood is it will be in the next week or two, wouldn't it, that, that you'll be able to make a, a definitive decision whether it can even happen? Well, we need to plan, don't we? So, you know, we've we've obviously done a lot of planning already. But if we, you know, we're, we're aiming, we probably need four weeks to, to really say yes or no. Um, and even then, that probably won't be enough time. There'll still be things to sort it out at sort of seven o'clock on the morning of 4th of July. But, um, you know, we need to plan. And Richard and I and, and Tom as well, we've, we've gone through every race day from the time people come through the gate in the morning till the time they leave at night and every time you know there's something else that comes up that we've not dealt with because of the health issue so every aspect of a race day if you run through a race day even on the circuit there's a lot you know we mentioned the marshals and the fire cover is, is richard and i's big concern you know if you've got a post chief um and a flag marshal which is what they're asking for we have no fire cover and you know, we have a fire car, yes, but if the fire is at the far end of the circuit, it's going to take a while to get there. Um, so our big concern is fire cover. But also, you know, there's other issues 
with with any incident that we get. So you know we have to probably overthink every possible scenario. Mm. Um, you know, even down to I discussed yesterday with Richard with the safety car. You know, can we put two people in a safety car all day? Probably not. So it would be one person. We obviously need the safety car to run the GT rolling start. You know, we've, we've done it before with one person because you can give them the radio and, you know, but normally obviously we have an observer with the radio that we speak to and they pass messages to the driver because they're concentrating on doing that. It's similar with the, you know, recovery and uh, rescue and the med car. We're asking people to do things that, you know, we may not want to do ourselves. You know, you may not want to sit in a vehicle with somebody you do not know all day. From- and, talking, and talking of that not wanting to sit in a vehicle, uh, Roly Hamblin is... <laughs> Sorry, Roly, I couldn't resist it. Uh, Roly Hamblin has, uh, has, has made an interesting point. Is he said, uh, uh, you guys are doing a fantastic job, but I think with all the points you're bringing up, should we need to wait a while longer? Now, listen, the idea of this forum is exactly that, to air these points that people are thinking about, to let you know that we also are thinking about them. Sorry, the royal we, you guys are thinking about this, putting the effort in there. Um it's why it may still not happen. We are doing our; these guys are doing so much to try and make sure this kit, this can happen. But we need you to know that their 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 overriding thing is that look, if if it can't be done, then it won't happen. It's simple as yeah. that. So it's about getting that balance, Roly. And and the biggest problem is is that as I said earlier, we can't wait until. Uh, the 4th of June, so we've got a month or, or halfway through June to suddenly go, actually, do you know what? With those changes, we could do it. Right, let's get it set up. Mm-hmm. It takes too long to set a race day up. Yeah, and I think, yeah, and I think the, the bottom line is it's gonna start, we're going to start at some point, isn't it? Even if it's July, August, September, October, November, it doesn't matter in a way when it is in some ways. Obviously, the, the, you know, the, the world will, is completely changing. But my, our, and this is the point at the moment, isn't it? We're, we're looking at 4th of July as a, as a best-case scenario, Hence the conversations we're getting, and this is great to have so many people involved. We don't have all the answers, and I, I remember this back from some safety training I did years ago. There's people that you know, are doing things on race days that I wouldn't have a clue about. Steve might not even have a clue about, and Rich might not even have a clue about. We know roughly, but there's little things, and there's these, all these little different things that people do, and it all comes out of the woodwork. And like you said, it also comes back down to those people that want to be there. I feel they can be there now. I've learned a lot about people over the last eight weeks. Um, and I mean that is in the fact that I didn't know some people. You, know, you see them and you, oh, he's a nice, he's cheery, everything else. And I've asked, oh, you know, where's, how's he? Oh, his wife's passed away. Oh, she did. And you just do not know what other people are going through in their own personal lives. And I think, you know, some people are carers, some people work in vulnerable situations, all these different things. So we're also asking a lot of people to volunteer and give up their time and everything else that may not really want to do that or have different priorities at the moment. There's people who have lost businesses, lost loved ones lost their jobs so i think all that has to be put into the mix as well um and like i said and that's why we're having this conversation that's why we're not just going oh yeah we're going to do it it's going to be an evolving process and and that's that's an important thing sorry steve just quickly on that is that i know that we've had like uh uh, chris parr papa parr even said uh you know raised the question do we know the percentage of drivers that are likely to take part uh, and equally, the same applies for for the, uh, the the Orange Army, the medical, the recovery, all of that, all of the above. And I know that Richard, you've been sort of like getting emails out to try and get a feel for it. The hope is that every we oversubscribe in what we're allowed, which is why you've tempered that. Going, I may have bad news for you. I might 
say we can't yeah. have you, but that's yeah. the that's what we need is that issue there. We need too many. On the drivers, Joe has sent out an email, I'm pretty sure I've seen it, that has said, please let us know if you uh, have the desire, the intention to, to, to drive. Uh, we need you to reply. Reply. Let us know. We need to know. Again, it could still be that it doesn't happen, but we need to get a feel for it because if we turn around and there's three drivers that say yes, then we ain't running it. <laughs> no, exactly. Well, yeah, it's exactly. That's it, isn't it? It's, it? This is what I mean. It's 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 not just one thing at the moment, is it? And that that's the problem, isn't it? This is. A, I think people need to understand. I keep me labeling the point. This is a complete game changer, and and everyone, you know, yes. Chris is right. Please email Joe back or email one of us or drop us a message. However you want to do that, I don't mind. But, you know, this is what we need to know is, is it, it's, it's very easy for some people to get excited. And it's very easy for some people to want to get involved and not so easy for others. I mean, like I said, I'm not laboring the point, but I was really surprised. There's been some people close to me, close to all of you guys. And it's quite scary. And, you know, and I've, and I've seen some messages of people coming back saying, you know what? I just, it's just racing is just not a priority for me at the moment or volunteering is not a priority for me at the moment or working in medical centers. Not priority. You know, I get that. I totally, totally understand that, you know, and, and I think that's the thing, isn't it? Is, is everybody is, 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 this is a huge, massive knock on effect for everything. I think the, the point I was going to make from what you said earlier, Chris, the one, one thing that strikes me all the time with this, our medical team. So the, the three main doctors, so Sue and her crew, they are working sue has gone back to work for the nhs full time so they're doing full days all the time they're mm. absolutely knackered and we're asking them on their day off to come mm. and, and do something exactly the same at castle king mm. you know same with the recovery uh, rescue guys you know we're asking these people to make a massive commitment when they're already making a massive commitment for our safety you know mm. and if you want to like tom just said you know we're just going racing in the biggest scheme of things it's a nothing compared to what's going on in the world so mm. we're trying to make it happen but we have to understand that we are asking a lot of people to make a big commitment to do this race day if and, we can get it going we will do and mm. there's a lot of positives coming out of you know the messages we can see here but yeah you know brilliant. the medics to me the medics are the key you know if they're happy to do what we're asking them to do it's a massive massive commitment for everybody, but especially these guys that are working, you know, 12 hour days, non-stop at the moment. I know um, Chris Mason, who's a, who's a paramedic, trained paramedic, whatever, um, you know, he, he's working long days. And I mm. think he may even be scheduled to work on, on July the 4th, but, you know, he's still trying to do stuff at the circuit. Yeah. And there's, you know, he's looking at all the PPE and what we might need. And, you know, he's working with Sue and Sue has, has already said, yes, they will make the commitment. But that is a massive commitment. It's a massive commitment. It, it, it really genuinely is. And as we say, in, in such a, a very difficult, uh, different way. And I just put a couple of messages up there, uh, of people sort of saying thanks for all the effort. And, and I know it. Uh, it. You know, it's it's a valid question to ask. Dave uh, Baggy Malpass is saying, if we bring down the number of staff, uh, oh, it's taking a moment to come up for some reason, uh, if we bring down the numbers of staff, marshals, medics, can it be done in a safe manner that Castle Coombe pride themselves on? The first thing I'll say is that there's a, an enforced reduction, but you guys are not going to be allow it happening if it falls below a level that is not safe for everyone. Yeah. That's the Absolutely. whole point of you know what the discussions we're having at the moment and the discussion I hopefully will be having tomorrow with Motorsport UK. You know, yes, they've given us the guidance, but personally, at our level, can we do it safely? From, like I keep saying, from the time people walk through the gate 
to the time they leave at the end of the day. We we always look after everybody, hopefully, and they all go home safe. But there are, we, you know, we're in a strange business. It, it's, you know, people are driving, hopefully, very fast around the circuit, and uh, they do crash occasionally. So, you know, when that happens on, on the circuit, we need to make sure that, you know, we can cover that safely. But we also need, like from Tom's perspective, the circuit need to make sure that when they do come through the gate, you know, things are in place to make it safe. So, you know, spacing people out in buildings, toilets, food, you know, every aspect of what we do will change. Absolutely. And in fairness, that's why you are meeting with Motorsport UK is that even they've turned around and said, look, we've had to set yeah. rules and put a document and they yeah. you can't you know it was everybody saying that it was such a large document and and some people uh probably unfairly saying it said a lot uh, it said uh, not a lot in a lot of pages and all of that but that's because they have to kind of go you know there's everything and as you've said every circuit is totally different the way that it works and and so therefore they are open to the fact they've got to have a conversation with you and go right i can see why you need that does that still comply with what we need from the covid point of view so it is an important conversation in the next couple of days and it, this is why this is important for you all to be aware that steve and richard and co are putting in this kind of effort to make sure that you as drivers as the one person that can come with you as officials as marshals uh, as medics everybody is being kept completely safe you know this isn't just about uh, you know backside protecting this is to make sure that the family is safe as we always call ourselves to, uh, castle coon family I, I, yeah, yeah i think it's interesting i saw something the other day and rich you, steve you, you can correct me on this but i, I saw a thing that i didn't realize that if you're uh, marshalling uh, on a race day and you have an incident on the way um there or, or from you've got to report it uh haven't you apparently to and motorsport uk because you're covered on the insurance at on those points. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if you the um, permit, so with a, yeah, the yeah, permit so goes from, from midday to midnight on the day of the event. So, you know, from midnight on July the 4th, to, uh, from midnight to midnight, basically. Um, yeah, the permits covers everybody that's going or is signed on as an official. Um, so they're covered getting to and from. So if they do have an incident, they need to report it and we can deal with it through Motorsport UK. Motorsports, there's a huge responsibility on every individual taking part, and Motorsport UK helped cover that. So, uh, yeah, it's for the right reasons. I'm just going to put this one up. Uh, Alan Cooper, and yes, I know, Alan, it's the other one. <laughs> we have 14 marshal posts. Can we have sub-posts between them with marshal equipped with a fire extinguisher? Yeah, Alan's right on the ball. He's well experienced and he's thinking just like me and Steve are and that's some of the questions uh, Steve's got geared up ready. Yes, of course. We we would like to do that. We want to play by the rules and hopefully we'll have a good, meaningful discussion or Steve will. And, and that I guess that's the important message again. I'm going to harbour it again is that no one is going to be put at risk. If this cannot be done, it will not happen. And so therefore, hopefully that can get, you know, the, 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 the medics, the Orange Army, the drivers to kind of go, right, as long as everything is in place. Yep, I'm, I'm going. So we know the numbers are there for it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, most support UK steward if there's one present if not the senior clerk you know that's when we say okay to start racing that's a hell of a decision behind that and uh, it'll only happen for the right reasons worst case scenario so things are changing every day so you know a lot of what we're doing hopefully we may not need to put into practice 
Mm. Good point from Gary Elson. Any marshals that hope to attend and live in the same household need to let Richard know so same household marshals can work together. Absolutely. Gary's bang on there. If, for example, you say the fire car, we could have two people that go habit in the fire car. Mm. That helps with a lot of the uh, scenario, a lot of the planning. I'm uh, well aware of some of the family teams and near the point I may be asking those questions. Yes, I know you're related, but do you live together? Can you have you considered cohabiting um, so that help me plan better? Yeah, I have to take all those factors into account. I was just going to say, just because we call it the orange family, doesn't you're not actually all related. We just need to clear that up because uh, I know they say the orange, or everyone's part of the orange family. We're not all related, yeah. are you? No comment from me on that one. I, I come from the Forest of Dean, so uh, yeah, <laughs> I've had this come up a couple of times. Uh, Richard, given the guidance from Motorsport UK, how are we going to manage the repeater flag that is up in the rostrum with the starter marshal? Absolutely. The um, For those who aren't aware, uh, start line and post two, there isn't direct line of sight now with the um, pit wall there. So uh, we will have a flag repeating in both directions there. And possibly that person is also waving the start flag, perhaps. Lots of things to discuss, but we can get around it. Ultimately, we start under lights, and the flag is just an additional uh, piece of information. But, uh, yeah, we'll try and cover it best. The Back other to option, the further point, yeah, we, cohabiting marshals up there. The other option we have looked at, sorry, Rex, the other option yeah. we have looked at is, is more radios, so the post one could talk to race, uh, post two. Hmm. So it eliminates the need for somebody to be up there. They can say, we're waving a flag, we're doing this, we're doing that. Yeah. But we, you know, we're looking at maybe an additional 20, 30 radios just for one race day. So, you know, so that we can speak to all the flaggies and they've got a bit more information that may make it flow. It's something we've looked at before all this. Um, but, you know, all these things cost money. So if we, you know, what we don't want to do, and there's been several discussions on certain points, is, you know, we don't want to do lots of stuff that costs lots of money. And then we get to the first of August, and it's not necessary. So we need That's to take it event by event, really, and, and say yes, we need this for the fourth of July. It's absolutely essential for us to run safely on the fourth of July. Yeah, is it absolutely necessary for the rest of the year, or maybe the next two or three years? So, and isn't that something that everybody who's contemplating it should feel really good about, uh, and, and sort of open up the possibility is that July the fourth is going to be, dare I use the phrase, the overcautious race meet. Mm -hmm. Definitely, you yeah. know, because as you say, is that we're going to then go. Actually, do you know what? That was that was overkill, and there's been relaxation of this, and we're going to go. So don't feel that there's, uh, you know, there's not a need to get involved. I know that Nathan Nichols has put his main concern is not about catching COVID nineteen. We're all living in the world of that, and 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 dealing with it at whatever level it happens to be at the moment, which we know is reducing dramatically. Um, his is about the reduced safety that's being enforced. And that is the key thing for Nathan and everybody else to be aware of is that, you know, it's not going to fall below a level that is acceptable. If there's anything that you guys are concerned about, you pull the plug. Yeah, exactly. And like we, you know, we done. said, it's got to be safe. You know, we're, we're not going to do anything if none of us, if any one person doesn't feel safe mm. and they give us, you know, they say this, we don't feel safe because... We look at it, can we overcome that problem, which is what we're already doing. Hopefully, yes is the answer so far. Um, but it, you know, it, if it's not possible, we, we won't run. And, and it, it would be really sad if we don't. And we're all trying our hardest to, to get to a position where we can run a race day of some form. And it, yeah. it, will, be, it will be a trial, you know, and, and it will be a test for all of us. 
you know, and, and every everybody will have to do something differently on that day than they normally do. So, and it's not a trial of what corners can we cut. It's a trial no. of, you know, we can get there. And, and then it is that as the year goes down, it will just be relax, relax, relax every little bit as everything in our lives at the moment is going that route. Interesting point from Nick Holmes. I think that's Nick from uh, uh, Club Racing UK. Uh, as racers who want to go racing, how many people would be willing to volunteer their time between races doing other roles? For example, could we not race at 10 a.m., then marshal at 12, then help clean the toilets at 3 p.m., proper community service style? Uh, but if it helps others race, then why not? It's something to bear in mind. It's not as simple as that, is it, to suddenly... <laughs> get those other people to do it but it's it's an interesting sort of community service philosophy isn't it mm. yeah no it's a great spirit of things like that but uh, we um, i'm confident we're going to have a lot of highly experienced individuals already trained for many years so uh you know great thoughts if we had to yes we'd consider it but uh no, we've got great support for Coombe, great support for the club so uh i, I think, think we'll have more point. than adequate I think it's the whole thing, isn't it? We, we you know, we've volunteered to do this, the four of us on a, on a you know, bank holiday Monday. Um, you know, it's beautiful outside, and I'm, you know, well, some of us are our options are limited where we can go. But this is the whole thing. We want to include, we want to hear from everybody. You know, we don't, you know, the more people that can feed back into us, rightly or wrongly, with the suggestions of, you know, whatever, we want, we we need all that help. I don't know if any other racing club circuits or anyone else is doing this. This is the, this is this is the idea. The four of us thought, let's give you everyone an opportunity because, like Richard just said, there'll be lots of people out there that have got lots of different experiences, lots of ideas, lots of contacts, everything. We need that. You know, this, 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 you know, everyone has gone through some changes at the moment. I've seen some comments, but there isn't one person that isn't hurting in one way, shape, form, or another at the moment. And I think you know that's that's the point. If we can pull together and and and, and help, and we, I, you know, none of us going to get it right. Um, at the moment but please you know just just yeah you know that's whole the reason my point is this is why we're having this conversation isn't it so it's just to get these kicking around and see what comes from it and and picking up by the way i know that the uh, the comment from from nick was about you know the drivers and i will say that nathan nichols as well as saying it's not about catching covid that's his concern it is about you know the relaxation of normal safety standards of scrutineering but he said either way anything i can do to help support let me know mm, exactly. and that's the sort of damn busters uh uh you know spirit that that is great to see yet again um even, you know you got interesting sorry go on mate they're not going to scrutiny is not going to compromise the safety what they're going to do it, my understanding is if they can is is pre-check the car so the driver videos the car or walks around it with a video so a scrutineer can see there's nothing obvious but they will still scrutineer on the day but we obviously that will take longer as well and we'll need to make sure that people turn up when they're allocated to turn up and there's still social distancing. If the scrutineer needs to look in the car, the driver will have to leave the car and walk away. Then they can do the inside checks and then go back and do the outside checks, whatever it's every aspect. Like you say, from the time you get there, scrutineering, racing, assembly, in the paddock, go into the loo, everything about that day will be completely different. And, and picking up on that, and I know that a few of you have said this throughout, and, and again, apologies, guys, I'm sure you can appreciate there's a whole mass of messages uh, and, and comments coming in uh, and, and an awful lot for us to sort of dash from one thing to the other. But one of the key things that was coming in is that, you know, we're talking about the the uh, the obvious side about the marshals, the numbers on post, which in answer to somebody did just ask the answer at the moment is two per post. That's what's being looked at. But there is the discussion about, we did touch on safety car. There's normally two people in there. Can it run with one? What about the rescue vehicles, the doctor's vehicles, uh, uh, recovery vehicles? 
any what are your thoughts at the moment about how those things are going to operate i think you know obviously we're talking to all the the rescue is a, a classic example usually probably three or four crew what we would probably do oh your gins arrived it's gone to another spot. <laughs> it's gone midday thank you love yeah she knows you well she um, does <laughs> that a rescue unit the the possibilities with the rescue unit are are just have one unit running each time so when that unit comes back the other one goes out but these guys are going to have like we said earlier going to have to be in full ppe anyway so the chances are you know they can work together even if it's maybe one sat in the front one sat in the back um recovery will be one person per unit so they will take you know whatever unit they got a flatbed or a, a straight toe depending on the issue they will need to probably try and work on their own or two meters apart so loading a badly damaged car onto a flatbed is going to be a challenge when you're trying to socially distance mm. they would have to disinfect the interior of the car if they're going to use the steering wheel before they even move it so it's door handle steering wheel anything the driver may have touched would need to be wiped down and disinfected before they even try and move it hence 20 minute gap between each race yeah um, so it's going to give everybody a chance to just see what's happening we may end up you know not having to have that 20 minutes um between every race and an hour for lunch and so on and so forth but it needs to be there because the possibilities are there that we will need to do that hmm. you know certain aspects of, of pe the medical team obviously if they're going to be working we're, we're looking at another medical car um so two medical cars with less personnel in each absolutely every aspect hmm. of, of everything we, we've looked at or we're looking at and there will be hmm. people hopefully will come up with some other suggestions and say you you need to do this you need to do that most of what's coming up on the screen that I can read is what's gone through my mind usually about two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning when <laughs> yeah. I'm waking up and thinking, how can we race, you know, safely at Castle Coombe? Um, so, you know, there, there's every aspect of what we do, even down to the safety car, you know, like we said, we can run it. We've run it before with one person in it. It's not as easy when a driver is trying to go at, at speed leading the GTs round and race controller asking him to slow down or speed up or, you know, somebody at the back's not in formation. So every little aspect of it, you know, I went into race control on Thursday. I met Tom at the circuit on Thursday. I went into the race control building itself. It's a nightmare, you know, narrow stairs. We usually have four people on the front desk at race control. There's only just two meters between the, t the person on the telephone on the left, the radio and the senior clerk who's usually in there. So, you know, even from that aspect, we need to look at it where people are normally TSL, for example, would normally have a team of four, I believe, or maybe five. The guidance is saying one. Now, we're quite fortunate that, that TSL at Coombe is a husband and wife team. So they can probably work together. Uh, but the other two would be working remotely. Well, that's going to be probably at some stage during the day, that's going to be a challenge. You know, so they may need 20 minutes to reset a system or speak to somebody that's not on site or get something done that's you know, hmm. not available as it normally is so you know race admin like we said driver sign-on will be done remotely before you get there so there will be no queue for race race sign-on people will have to register at least seven days before the event and we will have a list of who's coming in and who's you know what they're doing and who they're bringing with them we will need to have a list of names and we will probably have to list that, that number that list so we know there's going to be 223 people coming through the door and when we get to, you know, somebody turning up with no ticket or whatever we go down because we can't send tickets because it's paper and it may be infected, um, 
you know, every aspect, like say, checking on the gate, the gate coming through the gate will be different. Security will be different. You know, the, whatever we send to, to drivers and their, their one guest will be different. It may be electronic. We're working on that. Um, you know, entry systems, somewhere like Brands Hatch. We've been at Brands Hatch last year. You pull up at the gate, they flash a mobile phone at a piece of paper that you've printed off, mm. you know. All these things are being looked at, but they're all time consuming and costly generally. So, you know, we need to look at everything. I also think, you know, it is, is it we've, got, we've got to push back as well. You know, I've seen some of the comments coming in and some of the thoughts are going through my head. And, you know, and what we don't want is people um, pushing the system. You know, we've got to work together. And I think, you know, I was talking about the scrutineering yeah. and about, you know, if you're only allowed one person and all this sort of stuff. We cannot afford to then have arguments on the gate or anything else, mm. you know, saying, oh, well, I need to bring this person or bring that, but whatever. It's all got to be sorted in advance. It's all, everyone's mm. got to do their bit as well. I think this is, like I said, we have got to have that team team effort and that understanding. And the same as scrutineering, you know, it, it, I, you know, I'm thinking as me, and maybe it's just me because of the way my brain works, but I'm thinking, I don't race, but I'm just thinking, oh, if my car's going to be scrutinized in advance, and maybe I shouldn't give people this idea, but is there a way I could break the system? Is there a way I could do bolt another turbo on? Is there a way I could you know add nitro is i don't know whatever but you know it is is there a way now i'm sure i'm not the only person to think that and i'd hope that people you know wouldn't wouldn't do that but it's all part of it isn't it or oh, actually i'm going to use my someone you know put up about other things oh i'm going to do this or do that i'm going to cover my safety because they they see a, a chink don't they you know they see a chink in the armor they think well i can manipulate that because that's what some i'm not saying any of our drivers would but and don't judge people by own low standards but you know we have to think these things through don't we Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, just seeing Neil's comment there about the safety car, it's, mm. it's not necessarily running the safety car, it's leading the pack round for the GTs. We can let them do it themselves. You know, it, it could be that we don't bother leading them round. They, they, they obey the rules and they stick their two by two and, and off we go racing. You know, it's, it's getting everybody on board with what we're trying to do. That's mm. the main point. Yeah, you know, that is, every, yeah that's exactly. Aspect. Everyone's got to work together. And that's what I think is everybody. There's only so much we can do to keep people safe they they need to get on board absolutely with with every aspect of what we're doing you know if we say a driver and again this may be relaxed if we say a driver plus one and we send you you know two passes of some description we need everybody to be on board with that it's no good somebody turn around saying well i i need a third because everybody will be saying i need a third if we can let three people in per car then we will you know if, if it's been relaxed by then by all means bring you know everybody with you but, you know, we all know it's a social event. That's why we come racing. It's, it's mm. you know, the racers race and the rest of us get involved because it's a social event. And we, you know, we want to see people we haven't seen for a while and have a chat and a bacon butty in the morning. But, mm. you know, we've all got to accept that may not happen on July the 4th. Mm. And some of the stuff may not happen for another, well, ever. You know, some of, some of the remote sort of signing on issues may be, a, a, you know, a move in the right direction anyway. So electronic sign-on for marshals and all this sort of business. It's the way we're working towards anyway. So, it, you know, now may be the time to do it. But there's, there's everybody's got to be on board with what we're trying to do because there will be mistakes along the way. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that, and that's my point. As I said, I think, you know, this is this is my thing. You know, this is my thinking is, you know, I, I think to, to race is one aspect here, but it's all those people have got to realise that, like you're saying, we are going to do what we can, but everyone has got to, to you know, to, to cooperate and hopefully not bend the rules and hopefully not argue things because otherwise it's just going to make it a lot lot harder for, for for all of us and especially you know when there's a lot of people giving up their time 
uh, for free to, to do this as well i think you know that's what my point is as you said it's going to take everybody to to do their to do their bit and understand their part in it as well and, and we're not going to like it, yeah. you know. It's not going to no. be what we're used to. Yeah, it's going to be out totally. of our comfort zone. Yeah. But it is about let's get some racing going. Uh, you know, many of you are saying about sort of some sort of streaming. And Chris Pearson, you know, I'll have a conversation to h- hear what you had to say about, you know, potentially trying to get something. The, the normal thing is, no, it's not likely to be for free. If someone's prepared to sort of do something that could enable some kind of streaming for free, happy days. That Because the problem is that, we're, we, you know, there is no more money to give to be able to do that. We're looking at the TSL so that we can at least get uh, audio out there. And I know that people have been asking for that. We've got new internet at, uh, at Castle Coombe, new Wi-Fi that, that was hopefully possibly going to facilitate that this year as well. Uh, conversations are going there. If there's, you know, suggestions of how it can be done, that isn't going to incur costs of course we're going to be open for it we're not being draconian saying we are not showing it it's as we sit at the moment we cannot there is no way we can if someone's got a way we can uh, uh, that is is primarily financially let alone anything else then it's, you know. it's i mean all our, it's, i think this is what people all our resources and time and planning at, at the moment is going on getting people racing safely mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. the point. Correct. All these other bits, all the fluff around the outside, at the moment, yes, it is important, don't get me wrong, but it's not critical to getting cars on the grid safely and people, you know, like I said, the medics, you know, Chris Mason's popped up on there. You know, he's a prime example of someone who gives up a lot of his time, gets involved. He's actually working on the front line, you know, and he scared me the other day with a load of actual facts and things he's seen. So, you know, it, it's stuff like that. Like I said, that's what we're working towards at the moment. The other bits, all like I said, we said, having a cup of coffee with Steve and having a break, breakfast roll, all part of the stuff that I love doing, mm. but I'm not going to be able to do it. You know, that that's 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 the understanding bit. So let's let's focus on getting that bit done, the, the racing safely first. That That's my point. And, and picking up on it, you know, only because I've just noticed that we've had a couple uh, saying this, so I will air it to see. Um, somebody suggested about uh, um, the, the, the viability of actually only not making it double headers for our championships, that it is one race. So we've only got four races happening to sort of give us that breathing space. But Chris Hignall has then sort of said, I'm guessing the finances won't work for a single race per championship. Is that true? I think, yeah, I think finances, it, it does come into it. I mean, it, it, we obviously have things to pay for. Um, so at a normal race meeting we cram as many races in as we can to cover the track hire and the you know everything else i mean a normal race day we think as a club a normal race day costs us probably about 35 grand to run all in and then once we get above that we might make some money if we're lucky um and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't depends how who comes to race Mm. obviously we're you know we're working to try and get racing done with the circuit and this that and the other and you know cost is not the important issue but four races probably would not be financially viable on free hence why we've said double headers for everybody all our our home championships and the hot hatch series um but evenly spaced to give us that breathing space so that everybody gets two races hopefully um and we've even looked at maybe doing three for the formula forwards because they generally have 10 lap races anyway so that might be a possibility um but again if if we do it we don't want to put everybody under too much pressure no we exactly. want to see how it works. So I think we can make it work, I think, with double headers um, in a safe manner if everything else falls into place, definitely. Absolutely. It still gives us a bit of fat on the day, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Mike Skelton says, would the buddy-buddy system of flag marshals compromise safety by only having one flag marshal? I don't 
you probably understand that question better than I do. Yeah, typically the uh, flaggies stand face to face or slightly misaligned so you can look in both directions at once. Um, most Sport UK think we can uh, get away with a single flag. In most locations we're going to have uh, the post chief who can also be the other pair of eyes. There's the odd location where we can't perhaps, but those sort of things will be discussed on okay. Tuesday. Uh, Nigel Forrest from uh, up uh, Alton Park direction. Hi, Nigel. Uh, <clears throat> surely the drive. So this is scrutineering. Surely the driver walking away to a safe distance uh, without the scrutineer touching the car where necessary. So he's basically just uh, um, yeah. said, you know, is that the way that they're going to be able to, to to do it? Yeah, yeah it sounds point. like that's the way they're going to work. So you know, you, you drive up scrutineering as normal or push it depending on how early you are. Um, but we're not going to be starting until nine o'clock on the timetable, so it may give us a, a extra breathing space in that respect as well. Um, but yeah, you're going to obviously walk away, and they're going to check what they need to check whilst you're not in there. Um, I think there's going to be an element of self-declaration de as far as you know, possibly helmets or gloves and overalls and stuff like that. I think everybody needs to be on board with that. That we know they need to be to a certain standard. And most of the scrutineers are pretty keen on seeing from a distance whether somebody's got a you know helmet that's legal or not. Um, but yeah, th they are working on what they're going to do. I think th some of this stuff's not set in stone. I think it's just it's being banded around, and I think there will be more guidance coming out shortly. Once um, you know they get the feedback, I think probably Motorsport UK or like anybody else, they they've sent their guidance out, and they're willing to have a discussion with me, for example, on Tuesday in respect to what we've got problems with. And they'll look at each, you know, like we said earlier, I'm, I'm sure we're not the only ones who are having problems with, you know, every aspect of a race day because everybody wants to try and go racing if they can. Well, and, and that's the key thing. And, and that's why it's important to know that Motorsport UK are open to that. And, and as Thomas said, is that there's like a hierarchy, a cascade down effect of priorities. And, you know, it is the safety uh, of the racing, the safety of everybody enforcing that safety of the racing. And, and you know, it then works its way to the fluffers, as Tom says, like the broadcast of it and what have you. And, and we're up at the, the top level at the moment. Discussions happening. Mm. Um, you know, it's worth bearing in mind as Chris Mason. It's good to see that uh, Chris and Emma were uh, are watching or were watching. And he said, let's not forget that if you're wearing the appropriate PPE, then you don't need to adhere to the two meter rule. Yeah. Mm. So I think probably what Chris is saying there is obviously because they will need to be wearing it all the time in the rest of the unit, they won't need to be two metres apart. Yeah. Um, you know, they will need to be fully PPE'd up and, and ready to go at the drop of a hat as they normally are. And, well, and that's the two things you've got to be bearing in mind is the two metre rule or the PPE rule. Yeah. yeah. Um, nice comment by Jed Doyle that's interesting. Can other circuits support one another if they are not hosting an event on the same day? The problem is we're now down to less days, so the likelihood is we're all going to be trying to run days on the same day, aren't we? Yeah, well, I think there was a comment from the um, Association of British Motorsport Racing Clubs that I'm part of that, um, you know, coming out of this, we'd all have to work together and do this, that and the other. And that's already gone out the window. It's every man for himself because... Mm -hmm everybody's trying to run as many race meetings as they can so mm. you know it, it's going to be a, a strain on resources all over the country because you look at the dates that are already coming out for you know touring cars and british gts and possibly f1 you know that that august the first date i would imagine nearly every circuit in the country is going to be running an event mm. i'd be very surprised if they weren't 
And then you think yeah. of all the other things as well. You know, you think of all the trials and all the, um, you know, uh, sprints and, you know, yeah. all the other you know, permitted activities. Motorbike events, if they're up and running, I'm not sure what the ACU standpoint is at the moment. But, you know, there's lots of other small fringe things, isn't there, that take up marshals and medical and safety as well so i think you know yeah you're, you're yeah and i know that um you know we have been talking to the association of um uh tracks or circuit owners and it's that's you know across europe and again you know everyone is trying to help you know with each other where they can with guidance and everything else. but they're all you know we're a minnow compared to some of them and again everyone's very different aren't they yeah, I think, you know, like we touched on earlier, you think, you know, I still marshal at Silverstone and you think their, their issues are going to be far greater than our issues as far as, you know, line of sight and, you know, flag marshals. I mean, quite often they do work alone there anyway, but they need a lot more than we do. And we're looking, you know, with Richard and I, you're looking at some of the, you know, people that marshal normally. I'm sure a lot of them have got underlying health issues. So, you know, same with drivers. There may be some that don't want to come for, for that reason. Mm. Maybe, like I say, we, we don't know. The problem is Richard's sending out emails at the moment and we're waiting for the feedback, the same from the feedback from everybody else. So, mm. you know, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. We, we want people to be comfortable to attend. We want people without underlying issues to put themselves at risk. We're, so, yeah, I'm asking everybody to be honest and open. With marshals, you'll find... They will try to get there, and officials to get there, no matter what. I uh, want them to exercise caution, be honest with us, because then we can plan better. But I think, like I said, like we said before, is is that social element as well, isn't it? We want people to enjoy the day as well. You know, I don't want just want you know. That's my point, isn't it? Is is you know, like I said, I, I I love at the end of the day, I love it. I never get a raffle ticket. I've never won anything. But um, you know, but that's what you know. You all meet up in the clubhouse afterwards, don't you? In, in the bar and. You know, you do the raffle and everyone's chatting. Everyone's talking about what they've seen today and what they've done. And then, you know, you do a speech. That isn't going to necessarily happen in that, you know, it might outdoors maybe or watered down. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's not going to be priority number one. And it, and, and that's the point. It's suddenly, to me, it takes a bit of the shine away of the enjoyment, isn't it? I, I love seeing it. I love seeing everyone come in and, they're, you know, they're all putting their jackets down. Everyone's really pepped up and you hear great stories and everything else. And that's the social aspect of it, isn't it? It's a huge social aspect for these guys. Yeah, this is going to be a stepping ladder to getting back to normal. So we're prepared to like grin and bear it and make the best of it because we're working towards the end goal of back to normal. The whole of society is thinking along those ways. So one step at a time. They'll they'll uh, come and help us, I'm sure, and they'll go away. Please, they did a good job. And hopefully next time we can make it more social, but who knows what the rules are going to be then. Chris is talking, oh, but we can't Chris hear you. Can't hear you. Uh, Sorry, try again. <laughs> yeah. Good question. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, David Patrick has said, once you've set the protocols, who will then authorise that the approach is sound? Is that uh, a Motorsport UK condition? Um, I would suggest not. I think they've sent out the guidance and they've issued a permit as they normally do. And we have to adhere by the guidance and the, the permit conditions. I don't think any of us would, you know, we wouldn't do it if we didn't think it was safe. So it's down to us to make sure that we have, we abide by the guidance. I think that's the answer to that one. And that applies to any race meeting. Motorsport UK steward and the senior clerk, they have to agree to it's being held as a safe race day. That hasn't changed. It's just the mm. tools we've got available 
and the way we apply them are, are changing. But yeah, and that extra bit, isn't it? Like I said, it's that extra Absolutely. bit. So you know, normally they're looking at you know the physical bits. Be like, well, I've seen you guys drive around in the morning. You're checking barriers, checking this, checking that, you're checking that. Mm. But now you're looking at for a bit that's invisible, aren't you? Well, you're not, you know, you've got to put that measure into place. It's not. It's not oh, look, there's COVID nineteen over there. Let's go and chase it away. Is it? It's. Mm. It, it, you can't see it, so we've got to put those. Make sure they're going to make sure that you've, we've thought about those measures. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's what we keep saying is, you know, going through the whole day, step by step, you know, from from every aspect. And people, you know, I don't know how everybody works. So there will be somebody that comes up and says probably to me or Richard or, or yourself that why don't why don't you do this is quite a common comment on on the panel there with the comments that are coming up. Um, most of it we thought about, but there will be stuff we haven't. So, you know, that, that comment that Chris just put up from Jake, you know, it's yes, you can work as a one man team, but if we've got four or five cars in the tires at Quarry, you need a lot of people to get that shifted and they will have to do it in a socially distanced method. So, you know, you can go through every scenario and we have tried to do most, but there's always going to be that one little thing that you just haven't thought about before a, a race day. And that that's no different to any other race day, to be fair. You know, we can, we plan, meticulously to, to try and get it to run as smoothly as possible and then generally the drivers go and wreck it for us so. yeah and I, and I think you know there is with someone, and I think you know there is scope in the coming weeks we can we can organize um I'm quite happy to organize so Chris but a, a zoom you know not 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 on Facebook but a zoom uh, meeting you know we could do that and with marshals with officials with all these guys that are always different ones. Mm -hmm. and we could run through some scenarios there's absolutely i've done it in events before there's no reason why you know between us you know you, you guys rich and steve you know car a has come off at quarry and gone into back you know blah 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 and you can throw it out and run through right okay so the call get you know and i've seen it up in race mm -hmm. control the call comes in here it, we can do that we can talk through it um you know around the table uh, you know on online and, and, and i'm happy to help help host that and get that sorted and mm -hmm. i think like you said, because there will be people who have got different experiences or think of different things. Um, so that might be a way of doing it. We, you know, we, we can facilitate that uh, one evening, one weekend, whatever. And it does because uh, you'll get people two and two will make ten. You know that they, they, they'll they'll sort of like be be concerned, and if they air it, and go, oh no, actually we're doing this, and it'll mm, put their mind mm, at rest. Mm. I mean, you know, I'm going to put this up because it, it's it's important for for us to be able to uh, uh, pacify where necessary. David Patrick, what about the guys in Orange? They will need a lot more support with fewer numbers and separation. And I brought that up because I know that it's something we've touched on, Richard. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. We're gearing up uh, possibly some um, instant marshals in a car ready, like fast response vehicle to help get to the scene quicker. Yeah, we're, we're planning all those things. But yeah, keep the ideas and questions coming, guys. It's like Steve other, said, we may not miss everything. The 20 minute gap between each race and an hour for lunch is going to give people yeah. that chance, to, which they don't normally get because my timetables are really tight usually. Sorry <laughs> about that. But, um, you know, they, they will. We will start at nine. We will get a 20 minute break between each race. We will get an hour for lunch and hopefully we'll be finished before six o'clock. So, you know, that welfare thing is, is, is paramount. So, mm. you know, we will be able to, to make sure that everybody's okay. We will be able to, you know, we'll have 20 minutes between each race that, you know, you can go around and, and we can make sure, even if it's a quick tour around in the course car several times to make sure that people are okay. You mm. know, they, they're going to be stuck on their own. They're going to need a comfort break. Normally, with the quick fire races, that's quite challenging. But with a 20-minute break, it's a lot more doable. 
And, and vital, you know, in fairness to yeah. that question, David, is that, the, you know, and, and this is why I brought it up as I wanted you to, to mm. not just get an answer for that, is, but to see and feel the answer to that is that without question, that's in there to be thought of. We, it's, it, we, we completely get that. Yeah. 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 I mean, we've done the isolate run, haven't we? A couple of times now, Steve, yeah. you know, when we yeah. run around, you know, and things like that, and, you know, and they say, the, you know, but I wouldn't be able to, you know, you know, some, you know, can I, can we, you know, this is what I mean, is it an added risk? You know, I can't, you know, well, so it's, it's all these things, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> can't be dishing out ice creams no, well that's it isn't it and, it, and, it, and that's my point isn't it? it comes back to that that's you know we love doing that it's great you drive around you see everyone you know you, you, mm-hmm. I mean, it's quite you know me and you've done that steve you drive around you go oi you go, how many of you is there and you're just lobbing ice lollies <laughs> you, you, yeah it's literally that and they look at you and yeah. you know, suddenly these are rain of ice. but everyone you know but that's my point is you know, we, we all try and do these little things can you throw gin into my commentary box as well? <laughs> yeah, right. We'd like to do it sober. <laughs> yeah. say, someone said we change. Somebody said we're going to hear from you. Oh, here you go. Gonna say, Rob's a really good one, isn't it? This Rob know. Bennett. Uh, yeah, initial scrutineering will be done by self-declaration. Only random checks will take place in the morning. And, and that's the key thing, because I've seen a couple of drivers raising questions about how comfortable they feel about, um, you know, everything being touched. And, and Matt Parr, he had the key one about how can you check the sticker on the inside of the helmet that they're suddenly in there and breathing over the inside of the helmet. And then that driver's got to put it on. Yeah, that's going to be um, the self-declaration thing, I believe. So they're going to say that they've, you know, that is in there. I, I, I don't and that, Rob, that's why it puts your mind at rest, Matt, for, for that very valid question is to, to know exactly that. I don't know if Rod's still still watching or not, but you know, my point is I don't know, you know, and I've seen some stuff, I've heard some stuff. Not I don't think again, not necessarily at Coombe, but I've seen and heard it at other other circuits and other things. But you know, like I said, it is how many people you know, how many times has he seen something and thought that's dangerous and changed it or something. I don't hear much of that at Coombe, in fairness. And, mm. and you know, that's my, that was but that was my point earlier, is you know, I'm just saying thank God my low standards, but you know, it's all those things, isn't it? So actually, we're probably, and I think Ross said, you know, 99% of people wouldn't want to risk their own, uh, compromise their own safety, but there is that potentially that 1%, or even if it's you know, less than that, um, it's all, you know, like I said, we've got all those fail safes at the moment, and now we need to push back and say to people, look, look, you know, we need some trust, we need some, maybe it is a case of, you know, if, if Ross saw something and said, actually, you know, I've seen Tom and he's, he seems to be doing this to his car, it's not snitching, but it's working together again, isn't it? And that's my point, it's everyone's got to yeah. do their bit. I mean, we've had, we've had a driver turn up on the grid in a motorbike helmet, so he qualified in one. And then when he rocked up in the afternoon to go racing, he had a motorbike helmet on, which wasn't up to standard. Mm. Unfortunately, Scrutineer spotted that from behind the, the pit wall. So yeah, he got amazing. The grid. I think he was on pole. He was removed from the grid and told to go back to the paddock and put the appropriate headgear on. So, you know, there, there's a lot of visual checks that, you know, the guys are doing this a lot, you know, so they they yeah. can check most of it. And they, they, they're pretty switched on to... Uh, how some drivers may adapt the rules, I'm sure. Uh, I think you already answered this one. Apologies. Rowley uh, said one safety car driver could work, could do it, but maybe with intercom fitted. You may have answered this one already. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is something we looked at before because the guys are, at the moment are, you know, on a radio that's you know, a normal radio. We've looked at intercom system. So it, it's possibility. It's another one of those things that we need to look at if it, if it is run uh, that way, then yeah, an intercom system is, is a lot easier, obviously, than than anything else. We, we, you could probably get away with a, a, a headpiece, I would imagine, a small headpiece inside of the helmet with a press to talk on the on the chest or on the steering wheel or whatever. So there's yeah. there's you know ways around Doable. things like that. 
Yeah. And, and then Gary said about can it be single manned and then use flag points as communication to safety car when he's good to go. Yeah, you know, every, yeah. every aspect of everything is being looked at. You know, there, there's, um, I think the, the, the radio communication with a safety car driver is, is good. I think the possibility of using a safety car during a race is very unlikely um, yeah. in the scenario we're in at the moment because, you know, we, we, we wouldn't have, normally we would, um, if we have a car stranded at Quarry, for example, you would send a recovery team or a group of marshals to push it clear. We're not going to have that group of marshals. Um, so, you know, if somebody does get stuck in the middle of the circuit at Quarry Corner, it's probably going to be a race stop. I think that's just the reality of where we are at this moment on the 4th of July. That yeah. may change if we can get two or three marshals and they can shift the car you know, on 1st of August, then that's what we'll do. And like we keep saying, things change daily. So if, you know, if on the 1st of June they say, or in my conversation tomorrow with Motorsport UK, they say, well, actually, yeah, you're right. You can have marshals socially distancing quite easily. You know, you could probably stand two metres apart one either side of a car and push it. Then that's what we will do. If we can, we will do it. But, you know, as it stands at this moment in time, as we talk, then it's not going to happen soon. I mean, and, and taking that further, and, and in my mind, this is a bit we could create any scenario in our mind if we really wanted to. But somebody, apologies, I've lost the message. Say, what happens if driver puts thumbs up, marshals go great, and then carry on watching uh, the circuit, and then that driver actually takes a turn and collapses? They'd have to now go run into it. In my mind, the answer is yes. They go run into it. It's notified. It's a red flag. That's the end. The medical car comes out. That's probably no different to even if they had the full set, isn't it? That's that's exactly the same. You know, you're always looking for a response from the driver. Um, a thumbs up is great, and then you would you would keep watching that driver to make sure out. they self extricated, got over the barrier, and then you would still be watching that driver. You know, if we had a full team, they would be talking to the driver, making sure the responses are good. You know, if, if there's any doubt that they're not with us in any way, shape, or form, we would send a medical car or a rescue exactly. unit. You know, that's, that's no different to any other race meeting. So. No. That's what I thought. It was no different. Plus, as I say, we could create any scenario we yeah, well, wanted. I, I, yeah, exactly. And I think that's my point. Like I said, I think, you know, the next phase of this is, isn't it, is, you know, please, guys, you know, e email, you know, in or whatever. But my next point, I think you, we could easily set up a Zoom, a Zoom meeting, a round table, and set, like I said, where Rich and Steve could, could you know could put some scenarios together and that's the sort of thing that comes out of it isn't it oh well you know this is happening that's it and get our brain singing and i think that's vital and they do it in lots of different things and there's no harm in doing that um if those key people want to get involved so i'm i think you know let's get that set up would be, would be my point for the next the next phase absolutely lynn yeah. hoy says i've been on post alone uh post alone that's a that's an artist isn't it um <laughs> at bike meets you do what you can do so you know again it, it seems like it's away from what we want mm. but it's not unusual it has happened before this yeah. Yeah. where well, we've it, done things at circuits elsewhere even to this day other race meetings i attend annually there will be single man post there will be the odd post that's not manned um so yeah standard practice we're just Spoiled at Coombe with such lot of supporters. Uh, absolutely right. Uh, Neil Callahan, um, interesting point and, and, and valid point, and I don't think we've made it. To begin with, do we need a safety car? In the early stages of getting racing going again, if there's an incident, chances are there will have to be a red flag. On that yeah. point, we're, as a clerk running the meeting, you want all your tools available. So we will try and make the safety car solution work because then we can use it if we think it's the best solution to any problem. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll try and make it happen. 
Okay, that's a good point. Have all the tools available to you, even yeah. if it's not used on mass, because it probably will be more reds than safety car in the early stages in that first day, I would imagine, isn't it? I think, yeah, like we said, you know, the, the, thing, that, the, the thing with the bike um, comment about, you know, I've done that. If a biker comes off, you can see whether they're moving or not. If a car's in the tyres at quarry, you cannot quite often mm. see inside mm. the car to see what's going on. So th there's a slight difference there. But, um, yeah, we, you know, we respond to each incident as it happens in the best way we can. So, you know, more people is great, but we're being told to limit the number of people. So we need to get a balance between the two, really. And, you know, if, if there's any doubt, it'll be a red flag. And we, I can't see us having, you know, less flag, red flags than normal. I think we, we will get quite a few more. Yeah, absolutely. Um just again looking through uh, through the comments i mean we've got like for example um a number of the togs the photographers that are talking about coming i think sadly at the moment is that that's not allowed at all is no. it i would say not no no media whatsoever mm. the only comment i've seen is um was a, a, a you know a one person from the media and they would all work together to to get that out mm. so one person from each you know whatever would go to each circuit and they would share the information so that that's mm. the my understanding of that so it, it would just probably be one media person on site mm. and hence we would be allowed to or able to use the media center as a triage center to keep the uh the med center safe yeah and i think you know we would we would you know again it's it's you know we would um and i think this is the thing isn't it we've got to look at what municipal uk say because we you know we employ people or people come off their own backs you know as media you know we have well, two or three people working on the day doing varying different things is that still going to be something we're allowed to do or not um because it's under a motorsport uk permit they're saying we can't but you know i'd hope that um a official photographer should be still be there um mm. you know and like i said people going around but you know you, you, the problem is chris you know this you know i could throw this back to you how, you know you're one of the few people i see do it how are you going to go around in the morning talking to all the drivers and finding out what's going on everything else you know don't get me wrong it's doable but it makes your life a lot harder, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, it's not that easy to do. Um, I mean, yeah, okay, keeping the two metres and, and catch up from a distance, I guess we can do, but it's going to take longer. I'm not going to be able to do as much. It doesn't feel quite the same. Um, and everybody who I speak to in the paddock knows that I enjoy it as much as having the information at hand. It, it, it is fun. But again, that's that's my change. You know, we're all saying that everybody's having to bend slightly to what we used to. Mm. And, and that is uh, something that is going to have to change. Um, so bear with us and, and, you know, keep up to speed on the photographers and the, and the other side. Um, Nathan Nichols, and a, a thanks, Nathan, that he put a comment saying about will he still get to hear me across the airwaves? Don't know it, the answer. I haven't been asked, but hopefully so. Um, and hopefully we don't know whether... I mean, Tom, there's a question. If um, we do have the commentary, let's say we're going to have the commentary there and we, and we attempt to get it on TSL or whatever, will we still put it over the speakers so that yeah, the people... Just be I think, yeah, I think it'd just be paddock. I mean, I think, you know, we can just isolate it, you know, and it's something that would, you know, that... that um, you know, you just have it in the paddock area. That'd be simple Fine. as that. So that'll um, be there. We, and as I, I say, we're still looking. Well, but again, who? Yeah, I don't know. But yeah. But an interesting point, sell the live stream to a sponsor. Listen, Nathan, it's absolutely valid. Is there anybody out there that wants yeah, to contact? Exactly, yeah. You know, uh, and absolutely. please do get in contact because without question, we will plaster your name yeah, everywhere. Yeah, You've seen yeah. it that we open up the show 
Uh, we've created a sponsors board for the start and end of the Coombe TV show. We've been sort of putting the, uh, their names out there, and that is literally nothing to do with this particular TV show. They're the ones that are uh, our circuit sponsors, and we're trying to give something back to them by publicising. Yeah. And some of them you know, aren't actually going to be paying, haven't, can't, and won't be paying me this season. Um, but you know, we've made an agreement that we're going to work to go support each other because at the end of the day, I've got, you know, I've got no other choice. You know, I want them to come back. I need them to survive as a business as well. Yeah. So that's my point. Yeah. There's a lot of people, you know, they, they, they've contacted me and they all their plans they've had to stop. So money is not in free in free flow. Um, but yeah, obviously, yeah, we're, we're open to any, any, and it any, is. any money coming in is good money. So yeah. Contact us. You've seen the kind of uh, stuff that we can put together. If you do want to get involved, if there is about being able to, and, and more than anything, biggest thing is that you've been seeing the amount of comments in this feed and if you haven't watched this live and you're watching back look through it and you'll see how many comments have been made about wanting to to see and hear um uh, you know a commentary of of the race going on if you can get involved if you can facilitate that for us both physically and financially then please get in contact the sponsors will be of, of that will mm. be plastered everywhere so you know thanks nathan for for making that comment what i we need to be wary of and i know that it's with the best intentions but you've got someone and, and jake's just one of them by the way it's been others saying get the orange army to live stream from their phones on a tripod they're undermanned you know they're reduced numbers so we don't want them having to be to be thinking about something else so the answer is no yeah and what about instant we've had this before as well with instance you know again rich steve correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure there's a lot of motorsport uk guidance about not doing that yeah you shouldn't uh, be so you want to be focusing on the racing yeah if you're if you're watching your phone you're not watching the racing so um you know it's using your mobile phone whilst there's a race going on is a no-no and yeah or whenever there's cars on circuit, it's a no-no. It's, it's a standard thing. You do not use your mobile because if you're using your mobile, you're not concentrating on what's going on in front of you. So, yeah. yeah James' comments are typical. Everybody wants to try and help, and that's uh, a great thing. Correct, that's and that's great. why... Jake, I was not getting that in the slightest shape or form, and I, and you are one of many, and in fairness, and and it is trying to help, uh, mm, and it's just it's like no, we can't do that. You'd almost, and I know where the theory's coming from is that they're all positioned around the circuit. And you go, well, that would work. That would be brilliant. Exactly. Um, and uh, Gary said, can the commentary done be done via Facebook, the same as we're doing today? Tom, I know your yeah, comment is always the answer is yes. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, no, no, but we yeah, still need yeah. those cameras feeding in like this yeah. to be able to see it. Look, like I said, I think, you know, I don't want to keep labouring the point. Let's, you know, these guys, you know, let's get the racing sorted. And then, like I said, the bottom line is, is Christy mm. will be there in one way, shape, form or another. And you will be, you know, commentating in one way, shape, form or another. And if it's a case, like we said before, if it's a case of bolting a camera and doing a live feed from this, there's no time limit on, on this. then that's what we will do. We will do something. It might just be a bit dog and stick. Um, you know, because like I said, all the resource, I think it's what people don't understand, all the resource all the time is on something else at the moment. You know, that, that it, getting this racing sorted, um, as I keep saying, you know, we will, yes, I, I guarantee, like I said, we will have, TSL can do it. We you know, And I said, and Chris, you know, you've been brilliant with doing this. There will, you know, people will be able to hear it, but all the video, all those whizzy bits, I can't, like I said, it's just not a priority for, for anyone within the business at the moment because we need to get all these other bits sorted. All these hundreds of questions, like 300 questions almost now, uh, safety stuff, you know, that's the critical point. Let's get that sorted. Let's make sure people got the right PPE. Let's make sure we've got the right welfare. Let's make sure that, you know, we've got the right vehicles, the right equipment. That's where the resource is at the moment. 
Well, and, and, you know, a few people, and I'm just seeing Jed is the latest one to say it, that is making a point saying every person granted access to the circuit should be made to, to be self-sufficient for the day, feed themselves, have their own PPE, etc. Less of a burden on the circuit, although Marcus might not like this. But the biggest <laughs> one on top of that there is we're talking people, and I know, Tom, you say this a lot, is that these are people that are giving up their time for free to then, is it, I mean, I don't know how you'll answer this, uh, either Steve or Richard, but is it fair to then sort of say, well, you've got to provide your own stuff. I don't know. I don't think fair comes into it. You go prepared. Because on a, on a race day, there could be a, a nasty incident and the timetable goes out the window, the plans go out the window. So you need to prepare to keep yourself well-watered, well-fed, in good condition. Mm. So at the end of the day, you might be needed help somebody when it's your lunch break, I'm sorry, but yeah, we all know that lunch break from marshals is, and officials, I hasten to add, uh, the medical team, so on, they just have to deal with it. They go prepared. It's always nice to have, sit down and have a, a, a meal together, but um, no, our priority is um, being at the right place at the right time. But what so, about things like the PPE, though, as well? Yeah, but PP uh, medical team are looking at sourcing that anyway. Uh, we can't have all and sundry sourcing PPE because what's what is appropriate. We've got medical people on board giving us advice. We've got advice from Motorsport UK. So uh, us and the circuit are looking at all that side of things behind the scene. Yeah. Motorsport UK are actually looking at bulk buying PPE. Um, so that's one of the things that they're. They should be letting us know um, what well, it was supposed to be Friday, but um, it never came. So, yeah, they, there's um, there's been a lot of discussion about them actually mass purchasing PPE and then distributing it to all the clubs that need it so that we get a certain standard that we require. So hopefully that will come through in the next few days. I'm just picking up. We got uh, um, I'm trying to read ahead a second. <laughs> Yeah, Lynn Hoy saying, I'm sure I'm not the only one working in a garage at the moment. Garage door, uh, car doors, steering wheels, switches, etc. Wiped, anti-back sprayed, gloves worn, etc., etc. When vehicle arrives, whenever anyone gets in the car, and once repair is complete, we are looking after ourselves and the owners. Everything is separated two metres. It's not such a big gap. Uh, and, and the reason why I've read that is it's kind of shown, look, all these things seem extreme and there's an awful lot to be going on, but it is manageable and there's people doing it already. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but you know exactly. But you're, you're going now. You're now talking about, like you said, 250 odd people or however many cars and everything else. You know, it's all exaggerated in a, in a short period of time. I'm not saying it's not a challenge at a garage. Don't get me wrong, but you know, you're talking a very different situation, aren't you? As well, and lots of, you know, you know, onus on people doing that as well. And I think that's come through the phrase I said before. Um, you know, that making sure that people do. And again, uh, Emil Naus, I flagged on my own, although not at Coombe. It can be done, so that's good. Thought we'd uh, uh, Chris Mason had disappeared, but it's good to see he is still there. <laughs> uh, let me have a look. Med Centre pretty well stocked, he said. So we've got so many comments in that as soon as I click one, it jumps down uh, to, uh, to, to, to it. And my wife's also put the comment, and I think this is where you are coming from as well, Richard, is that you have to be, uh, to have a certain level of PPE to be compliant, not easy to, to come by as normal citizens. So uh, mm. I think that's the point, isn't it? You, you, even if people happen to come with their own, you've still got to have it all there for all of them oh, as though sorry. they don't. Yeah, if you dealt with a number of incidents, then you might need to be restocked. So we have to prepare for the worst case scenario. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
I know that we've got spectators, Goose is on from the Quarry Hardcore saying that he's going to be gutted to be missing it and, and we totally get that and it's it's not what we want. I'm just trying to make sure I'm not missing. And, and apologies, anybody who's put in comments or questions, please, if even if we don't read them out or show them, don't think they're being ignored because obviously we're able to see these comments back at, at a later date and it's, it's, it's all helpful because it could potentially suddenly give uh, another bit of information. You, you may not have the answer just yet but we, we will be able able to uh, to do a little bit more as we go along i mean i think the uh, the meeting that uh, that we've got uh, that steve's got either tomorrow or the day after is going to be good uh incidentally and i think this is a nice one to put up chris mason has also said uh with welfare if anyone is struggling during this time please feel free to contact me on the medical center email if we can't help we will be able to pass you on to the right people that can and it's not just about physical welfare. Mm. There's, you know, mental welfare as well, uh, emotional welfare. So thank you, Chris. Please uh, do. If uh, if anybody does need that support, thank you, Chris. I mean, he's he's, he's like Superman, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. A key member of the team, definitely. Um, <sighs> just, just sorry, I'm just I'm reading ahead. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Um, one of the drivers has said, will the proposal for running be put to Marshalls, Medics, etc. for a vote on if they're happy to proceed? Personally, I think I'd want to know if all the key people that make a race day run feel safe with the process. We won't run unless it's safe to do so. So we're, we're asking everybody um, from every department to let us know. Yeah. Um, pretty yeah. much in constant contact with you know Chris and Sue and everybody else, Richard, to, to see what mm. the feedback is. You know, the like we said right at the start we won't run unless it's safe to do so and if we don't have adequate crew in the rescue unit we won't be running you know any any one of the little cogs um is not there and this this is no different to any other race meeting you know we can't run without these people but we're asking a lot more of especially the medical crew and the rescue crew we're asking a lot more of them this time than we usually do um you know they're they're the ones that are going to be in ppe pretty much all day yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's that's a big ask. You know, I, yeah, I've only yeah. I've only worn a face mask, and and that was for me to, to to do a job that I was doing and was asked to wear a face mask, a physical job for just over an hour was you know was draining. So I can't even imagine what they're going through, and we we're asking them to turn up and, and do it. You know, all day. So. Yeah, and that's my point of saying that you know, with, this, with this forum, isn't it? I think going back to that point, you're saying you know, this is the whole point of us doing this. You know, this is why we've given up the time to do this and, and want to get people involved because, we, yeah, we need to hear it. And I think, and go back to, yeah, and Chris's comment there, like I said earlier, you know, a lot of people know a lot of people I don't know and everything else, and we're all there. And that's what we're trying to do. You know, we all need to get in this together, work out who's who can do what, why, and how. And then, like I said, and then take those next steps. But, um, that, yeah, but the bottom line, like Steve said, the bottom line is if it's not safe, we can't do it. Mm. And that's and, and good, won't, yeah. That's no different from any other race day. Yeah, but, exactly. know, There's extra pressure because of what's going on around us, you know, to, to make sure, you know, we we probably make sure everybody's safe when they go racing anyway. So, that, you know, what's in place is, is there, marshals, rescue, recovery, you know, everything everything's in place. Mm. Um, but that's being exaggerated now big time by what what we need to do from the when people drive through the gate so and that's why 
it's important to see that. And Dave Baggy Malpass, lovely comment. And it is. And I'm able to say that these guys are just working so hard to try and find a way, but to make sure it's done right. I'm sure if the people that are trying to make this work are doing their best to do it, 100%. Uh, Paul Wilch has confirmed that he believes MSUK are sourcing PPE, so that would be interesting if that happens. Tim Perry, one of the mighty Orange Army and stalwarts of Coombe TV, uh, always stocked up with a good uh, cool bag full of food and plenty of drinks, probably could feed my own Orange Army. Good man. So there you know you know where to go, everyone, if you get caught short. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Standard practice, always have too much food and too much drink. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, oh goodness me! As soon as I go down, it suddenly uh, it suddenly adds a whole load more comments. I mean, it, it, I think that we could uh, keep going on with all sorts of bits and pieces. Is there anything else, guys, that you think that we we need to to cover? Well, Joe Shingler's made a comment about uh, taster days. There's nothing I better love better on a race day than showing people who may join our sport around all the different bits of a race event and get them signed up to the Orange Army or one of the other roles. Um, yeah, he's, he's made a point that we'll have to wait until 2021. Um, I am still getting inquiries in the last few weeks. I've had uh, three or four inquiries just myself about Taster Days. Yeah, we, we can't rehold them at the moment. So those who want to join us or are considering joining us, just wait one. As soon as things improve, we'll invite you along. We'll reinstate Taster Days. So uh, sport is just paused at the moment. It will return strong. Um, I'm going to pick up an interesting comment that's made. I know we're saying about in PPE or all day, but uh, Nick Workman saying PPE gloves are not to be worn all day. Is no different to your skin. In the health profession, they are changed uh, having treated one patient to stop cross-contamination to the next. I guess you're having to even consider that side of things as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, well, absolutely. You know, this is adding to the amount of PPE that we obviously need. You know, I think somebody said on Thursday, Tom, that you know, uh, the, your standard face mask should be worn for an hour and no more. So, you know, if we're all there for 12 hours and we won't have to wear a face mask, that's a lot of face masks. So, yeah, I, I think as well, you know, I'm not having a dig at anyone at all, but, you know, there's lots and lots of different, you know, we've all read things, all things, but, you know, Chris Mason's on there at the moment, you know, listening and, you know, he is work, he works the NHS, he's on the front line. You know, I think we that's what I'm trying to say is we need to look at, what they're saying and their protocols like we would on normal race day and if they're struggling or you know or, or there's certain things that's where we need to go to go with it sorry because i just think otherwise we're going to wind ourselves up with people saying we can do this and do that well maybe but you know a we're working to a set of rules and regulations trying to and secondly we want the best and we want to make sure it's a, and we've got someone who's more than capable of doing that and is doing that so i think you know we, chris if you're still around then please yeah but by 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 all means, weighed in if I'm wrong, but you know I'm sure that there is varying grades, and like I said, people putting, like you said, people putting it on properly, not wearing it, mm. not understanding mm. it, all that, and the gloves and everything else. Like I said, yeah, that's my point. The four of us here aren't experts. We are pulling on other people to assist us, and I think you know when we went through the Motorsport UK stuff the other day, it, it is that you know there was things in there that Sue and Chris people were saying, well, we wouldn't do that, or I don't agree with that, or, like you said, because they're back on the front line, or they've got a different angle from it. And Chris is just commenting now, mm -hmm. saying, yeah, washing hands is is is, is the best. Absolutely. You know, so like I said, it, it's just making sure as a risk assessment, like anyone anyone who knows about risk assessment, you know, ticking those boxes that you know we make sure that we do it. And everyone is on board, you know, because we don't want any incidents. That's what I keep saying. We, don't, we just don't want any incidents. No, it makes sense. Um, and I know we're getting a few comments in uh, from a, a, a couple of people saying, oh, we might be able to do some kind of coverage. 
the best thing I can say, and I'm going to quickly put this up, if you think that there's any way that you can cover it, drop me an email is the first thing, because I know, Tom, you've got a million and one things to to deal with at the minute. So drop me an email to that email address, chris at chrisdoorscoms.co.uk. Um, and, you know, let me know if there's something you can do, whether it's the sponsorship of the show, whether it's the physical provision of it. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. It means that we've got the information together. I can put pitch it to, to Tom and say, here you go, mate. Here's the different things that I've been looking at. So that's that side, which I know I agree with your comments, uh, Tom, that it's not the fluffy part. That is the priority, but it's what I can be looking at in yeah, the no, meantime. Yeah, I just don't want to get. I just don't want people to get sidetracked at the moment. Like I said, I think you know this is this is what we're doing. This is to get get the the big stuff out there. Like people have said, to get the big stuff out there. That, you know, are you going to help? Are you going to come back? What are the thoughts? What are the issues? What are the things? That that's why we're here at the moment. You know, like I said, and, and I think you know that's the first thing. All the other bits. Are we going to get ice slice, chocolate bars, a, a raffle at the end of the day? You know, it's all lovely stuff that we we love doing. But it's just not, and like I said, and the viewing, everything else. Don't get me wrong; it's hurting that we, you know, we, we, you know. But it's just this is to me at the moment. This is about safe racing and safe um, volunteers, people helping, whatever marshals, everyone being safe, going home well, and having, you know, that's the whole point. And uh, another one that's come in there about um, alcohol gel for the marshals, I presume, is another thing. I think um, Chris Mason's already sorted that. Um, he's, yeah, he's making his own. Making his own. <laughs> you better keep me away from it if that's all the only options I've got. <laughs> <but yeah. laughs> or provide a straw. One no, he has. He's, you know, in fairness, again, this is my point. This is the thing. You know, people are working in the background. Chris has. You know, he gave us all one the other day, and he's going to top it up. And you know, if we want it, and again, I'm sure we can issue those. And it's things like that that people can have. And some people have got their own. Some people have got their own things. So, so yeah. Uh, many of you were asking about drivers. Joe Lukovic has said, yes, most seem keen. Thanks, everyone. Stay safe. Please keep feeding back. So yeah, uh, if, you're, if, if you're in communication with Richard or Steve and they're asking the questions about would you be able to, please let them know whether you would mm. or wouldn't. If you're the drivers, let Joe know because we need to be managing that kind of information as much as possible. Now I'm properly excited because Emma Mason's confirmed that it's gin-based <laughs> as well. Oh, God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Don't tell him that, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Emma Emma Brown asked the question about um, you know the the difference between fire gloves and uh, uh, then do they need to wear anything else? Uh, incidentally, someone else did answer that one. No need to wear disposable gloves under fireproof gloves, skin covered, already protected. So is that correct? If you've got the fireproof gloves, that's enough. I would assume so. Yeah, yeah, yeah we ready, ready to fight a fire, aren't you? So yeah, yeah you're going to fight the fire and. With your normal gloves on you probably wouldn't want anything underneath that um and then you're going to be doing what we're all being told to do which is go and wash your hands afterwards so. absolutely and chris did yeah. say that the hand washing is still the best thing without question and properly uh chris mason's mm. also said if anyone deals with hand moisturizer and could help with some we do need some so the med center needs help with hand moisturizer tom you got enough for your face mate as well peachy yeah. little fella <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, I, I think that we've kind of uh, run the course, guys. There's, the, you know, Steve. You've got the message tomorrow, so we'll. Uh, oh, uh, in, sorry. Um, Chris Mason has, in fact, said, please don't wear them under fire gloves, as they will melt. So that is a good. And it's, I just thought it's important to put that one up. Um, and Baldrick Bryan asking, is it right? No new marshals this year. Yes, that's the answer, isn't it, Richard? As it stands at the moment, we can't do that. We're, we're looking ex through experience on the post primarily. It's not a no because we want to have sufficient numbers, but uh, ultimately I'm going to 
have to choose those with the most experience for that particular role on the day. Just got to try and make the best of it. So hopefully there's no hard feelings to everybody. We'd love to have you all, but it's just we got to work within the guidelines. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right, well, I'm going to finish off with this lovely comment from Jackie Fay saying, excellent yeah. debate, guys. Interesting to see just how big the task of yeah. getting back to racing is. Isn't easy planning with a moving target. Keep up the great work. I second yeah, that. That's perfect. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Jackie. Yeah, to say that's really yeah, Thank you. So thank you very much, everybody, for that. Guys, uh, Richard, Steve, thank you so much for, for agreeing to take part in this. That. No there problem. we go. We get you back on. Um, I, you know, great job there. Uh, still, I know that people are still going to have questions, but with all due respect, so do you. Yeah, we. You know, <laughs> like you said, it's a moving target. So we're we're yeah. we're we're on the case, and if people have got queries or questions, let us know. Hopefully, we've already thought about them. Probably there will be some that we maybe haven't. But you know, and like you keep saying, it's a moving target. So yeah, what what we're saying today may be completely different by this time tomorrow afternoon. So. You know, yeah. watch this yeah. space really, and and I'm I'm quite willing to come back on in a week's time if we need to, and and see where we're at. You know, we, we may not be in a different position than we are now, but um, yeah, we can I, you know we can keep people informed. So yeah, yeah, yeah this time next inquired. year, Rodney, we could be millionaires for all we know. <laughs> yeah. People inquired like when we're going to let them know if we've got something useful to say, then we'll publish it. Um, I also email everybody that I can. At the moment, yeah, it's a moving target, so we're careful what we're saying, but we're planning, yeah. we're making the right noises. We'll keep you posted, rest yeah. assured. I, I was going to say, I think if you feel, you know, from my point of view, I think if you feel that you, you, know, you definitely can't, then please let Richard and Steve know. If you feel you definitely can, then please let them know and, and, you know, and volunteer on that basis. And I think, and ask the questions. And I, I do, I think, you know, the, my, my point is the next step, if we can get this up and running for whatever it is, if it's the 4th of July, August, whenever, is that, you know, I, I'm quite happy to facilitate um, or get facilitated to do a Zoom meeting and get some all these people because i think there's been some really great stuff come out i mean i'm learning all the time about the racing and i think this is as some people have said you don't really understand it's quite easy to turn up on the day and see all these people milling around like ants you know it is literally it's like ants i'm sitting i called richard the general before but it is you know but it is and it's and it, and it, it, it just works and it just works so well but actually take it take like i said add these other things in i don't have a clue not a clue on some of the stuff and the people and all these things and like I said, now you add in this hidden, this hidden um, issue, it's even crazier. Yeah, yeah definitely. It is. Well, listen, t I can't believe that that's gone two hours. Thank you for staying with us, everybody that's watching. It goes to show how much there is to talk about this. Still more to come. Thank you so much for all participating uh, in the conversation. It's been a great, I know it's been a slightly different show to normal. In terms of uh, service resuming for Coombe TV, bear with me. Things are suddenly getting busy for all of us. I will look to try and get another one on for next Sunday. There isn't going to be one on Wednesday because that's only two days away from now. So we've kind of made this the midweek one as well if you will but well we've still got lots of people that we want to get on the show we're still going to have these guys back again to keep you informed and chris mason in answer to your question these crazy bloke these strange blokes on your screen <laughs> you don't want to know you don't want to know mate but thank you all and everybody go and enjoy the rest of your bank holiday monday my barbie's about to get fired up and yeah. uh, you guys just so you know i'm going to put you in the green room stay there and we'll do our offline wrap up but from everybody steve thanks, thank everyone. you my friend you're welcome. Yeah, thanks, yeah, thanks Richard. Thank you, mate. And thanks, Chris. And as well, thanks, Chris. No, thank you, mate. And uh, I, I will make your time.
No, it's fine, mate. It's good to see if we, we can hopefully get it back underway again. But, Tom, thank you. You and I will speak about the next yep. shows, but I'm going to put both of us back there and bring up the final word from our sponsors. Cheers, everybody. Cheers.